Hello, Legionnaires, and welcome to RPG Digest. In this livestream formatted podcast, we discuss tabletop role-playing games and comment on the RPG hobby as a whole, and apparently we go through puberty like 14-year-olds and let our voices crack. Changes! That's me. That's me. <laughs> uh, I am John Maxley Auslow, your favorite <laughs> not-so-humble curmudgeon, critic, and judge. Along with me is Brett. Heathen Dog Grismer, the much more reasonable and centered of us. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing pretty well. As a matter of fact, I hope we find everyone well today. It's coming up on that Christmas season. And uh, I know a lot of you had a uh, lonelier than usual Thanksgiving because mo most people just stayed in their immediate family or their. Like, uh, like me last well, week? I was growing reeds. <laughs> just, like, just like last week. Yeah. I had my, my mother come in. She lives alone. So we decided, hey, your, your bubble's really small. Just come into our bubble. And uh, so that worked out pretty well. Uh, looking at the chat, like, Baldahar, what's wrong with the music? And our man said, uh, after the banking ad, I think the music volume was a stark shift in some way. From, well, I think uh, Baldahar sent me messages saying he likes the music. Maybe that's it. Good um, morning, Ravens. Hey, Ravens, you might uh, you might want to pop over to the YouTube side for uh, a chance to win when we do that last giveaway, which I'll talk about in a little bit here. Hey, Nerdy Ogre, hey. how you doing? All right, people are coming in here. Well, so so, so I'm gonna ask I'm gonna ask publicly because okay. you watched the segments. What did you think of uh, last week's show? Where I was by myself, and I had it to. Was awful. It was it was, it was awful. You cannot do this by yourself. It was a train wreck. I mean, you were all over the place. You Hold couldn't on, stay let, on topic. Let me let me let me write this down. I gotta get points. Yeah, you write write this down. Just just hey, you know what? You only need three words. Just get a little sticky note. Okay. I am bad. That's all you gotta do. No, do no, no, bad. It was it was fine. It was it was fine. You know, it's funny because you made a comment on Discord about uh, the uh, the the. Not the rant part, but what is it? Uh, when I said I had like page one or page two of uh, Tasha's, I actually had people in the comments say, hey, can you give me a copy of that? <laughs> <laughs> so I posted it into the comments. Okay, yeah. yeah. That, it, it wasn't that bad, Nerdy Ogre said. Yeah, you went, yeah, during that section especially, you went way off the rails with that with that fake news stuff. Should, should probably I, gave you the idea. Should I, show, uh, should I show how many views we got compared to everything else we've done? Oh, no. <laughs> Just just because people like it doesn't mean it's good. Hey, you we're here for them. We're not here for us. We're here for them. If they like it, we do it. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, da, da, da. Yeah, no, actually, uh, 
I felt that segment two went okay because as anybody who knows me knows that if I'm by myself, I script it. So that was almost word for word script. Not quite, but pretty close uh, word for word scripting. So it gave me a chance to, you know, say things the way I wanted to and so forth. But the first segment, I, there are a lot of, I don't knows in there. And, you know, when we're doing an informational video, I don't like saying, I don't know yeah. a lot of times. So yeah, having two sets of eyes on something that you're, that you haven't done before is a, is a big advantage. Yeah, I can opine about anything. But uh, but going over information in a game uh, system that is more akin to something you're familiar with than me too, when you consider you know groups champions and whatnot. So, but all no, no, I, I had fun. It was good. But yeah, it was because of your crazy holiday. You people who actually celebrate stuff, whatever. But just because you're the crazy Germany. Come hey, on. If I celebrated every German holiday, I, I would never be on the show. I'd be drunk. <laughs> every week, I'd be drunk. They have holidays all they over got, the place they got right a here. To drink. Yeah, well, they don't need reasons out here. They don't need reasons anymore. That's what it is. Yeah. Hey, to be fair, when I was in the states, did you ever see me drink beer? I can answer that for you. No. 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 Out here, I drink beer. Germans have better beer. beer. Yeah. Yeah. I oh, only right. drink beer when the uh, when the. Uh, ABV is eleven uh, percent or higher because I figure if it's going to taste like shit, it might as well get me fucked up real fast. There you go, uh, Ant Man or Iron Man? Wow, no, I do not get a two month vacation because I'm actually an American working for the American government. So yeah, so he uh, he doesn't he doesn't get to celebrate all the awesomeness and and have all of the all of the free free time off that a lot of European countries do because I don't know they're a bunch of hippies, I guess. <laughs> Shad's there, like I used to mention to Ravens there a little bit ago, if you want to pop over to the YouTube side for a chance to possibly win whenever we decide at some random point today. It's not random. I know when it's going to be. Uh, point today, <laughs> do uh, the uh, last uh, drawing for the contest. Yeah, two people have already won. Uh, congratulations, yeah. Shadzar. What, didn't Shadzar win? I thought it was no, Shadzar no. and Crafty won. I'm, I'm going to get to that after after we go through oh. our obligatory. So I'm going to spend a little okay. time talking about the, the last moments of the contest, if you're okay with that. So how about this? Let's Let's put this back up. So what is RPG Digest? We converse about the tabletop RPG hobby, and we give you the truth, not what other weirdos like to say. We tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear, and we're certainly not an echo chamber for, you know, morons out there. Don't like it? Come on in, segment three. Why? Because segment three is when you get to come on the show and try to yell at us. I was really hoping people would take me up on the offer last week, but Hawkman joined in, but he agreed with me. I mean, come on now. <laughs> uh, always remember, hashtag RPGate. What is that? It's games are escapism. They're not representation. Games are about entertainment, not activism. And hey, you're playing a tabletop role-playing game with bunches of other people. You don't know where you could be. You could be at a college. You could be at a gaming store. You could be at your own home. Heck, you could be doing it at work right now. So just remember, organic diversity is a good thing because it comes from natural inclusion. So it is an equity. I don't know what you're yeah, the about. the uh, big thing with that last one is I've I've been reading a lot of people getting backlash for uh, streaming their 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 tabletop RPGs and people crying out that there's not enough diversity. Oh yeah, too yeah, many, yeah. Too many white there, people, there are too many rules. straight people, not enough women. No, there there are actual rules out there. I uh, I think I may have posted them one time. Uh, if not, I can try to find it again. That basically says if you're going to stream. On Twitch or YouTube, let's get that off the screen. If you're going to stream on Twitch or YouTube, make sure your stream includes at least one person of color, at least one transgender, or, or 
or some sort of bi, uh, homosexual, whatever, uh, and that the game is preferably run by a minority of some sort. If, if you haven't met all those boxes, you probably shouldn't stream your game. There's actually a couple of checklists out there uh, from some big players that say you shouldn't be doing a stream if you're not doing that. Yeah, see, uh, that is the opposite of organic diversity. Obviously, that is forced uh, diversity. And the, it's it's like, mm, nope, I shouldn't say that. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll go back we're not, to- uh, We're not in segment one. You can say what you want. Right. Well, I, I'm, I'm going to go back to junior high and high school. Everyone was put, put into groups in science class. And invariably- I don't know how that always happened to me. The dumbest kid in class was always in my group. And he was a boat anchor. Just caused everyone to do more work because he wasn't lazy. He was just stupid. Some people are just stupid. And so he was just stupid. So his work had to be constantly checked. It, and it, it kept everyone down. And I, I feel like that if you're forced to include people like that, in your in your gaming group it's just going to bring the whole game down because they they are a diversity hire and and uh shadzar shadzar is correct affirmative action technically did he say no i didn't baldhar uh affirmative action technically is racism by by the definition but as we all know definitions can change overnight now so you know maybe it's not so, so Iron Man, when I was in high school, we actually had a few women who played. Uh, one of them was a cheerleader who, how do I put this politely? A lot of us dated. <laughs> but, uh, so, I mean, different, different strokes for different folks. I've seen that. Actually, it was after I got out of high school that uh, a lot of the women kind of stopped playing. Once I was out of the Air Force, I started gaming again, but they were usually wives of, of guys, and obviously. Um, but yeah, I mean, as far as just random single chicks, I haven't had that since. Uh, I mean, Tracy played a couple times, right? Yeah, was that before? I think it was before you, though, wasn't it? I think no, it was before she, you even got there. No, Were she you, she played one. She played uh, one once or twice in one in one off. Oh, that's right. She was, was she was in our D and D game, and she that's right. She started off in my Earth Dawn game, and then mm -hmm. you're right, and because she played the Winling, because she could, because she was a Winling. Yeah, because <laughs> she was. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 kind of like uh uh. David Boreanaz, the, the guy guy who played Angel. I didn't he's, he's watch much, the whole Buffy thing. Okay. Um, he's been in other stuff, too. Right, right now, I think he's in SEAL Team hmm. 6. When I was in New Mexico, when I was running Earth on the first time, actually, we had two girls playing. I completely forgot about that. Well, there you go. Uh, again. But anyway, anyway, he, he can't act. He's just himself. It's just that he gets roles that that uh, is perfect for his actual personality. And that's exactly what Tracy was. She was a windling. All right. Uh, so now that, uh, oh, how do I get back to these? Let's, uh, let's get through some more of our things. Hey, you can join us in segment three. I'm not going to keep that up. Let's go on to, let's thank our peoples. I want to thank our monetary backers, those who donate. If you're a subscriber on Twitch, a member on YouTube, give us cheers and super chats. Thank you very much. Also, I subscribe to our backer. I should take off the S. <laughs> and those who donate via Streamlabs 
or PayPal. Thank you very much. In fact, it was because of those donations we gave out an extra gift for this giveaway. The giveaway we're doing today is because of that. Also want to remind everybody who's watching on Twitch, if you slide over to YouTube, uh, you'll have a chance at a giveaway. Also want to thank those of you who lurk and watch, like Spectrefire, who for whatever reason does drive-by shit posting and then goes away. Uh, <laughs> whether you're on uh, the Twitch side or Twitch follower, YouTube subscriber, and just our chatters and lurkers, thank you for being here. Pad those numbers, help us out, and by all means, like, subscribe, share. If you haven't mashed that thumbs up icon right now, go ahead and do it. And oh, by the way, just to correct a uh, fallacy out there, well, technically speaking, a thumbs down is, uh, is engagement. Because I know a couple of people jokingly thumbs down. I talk to them. That's how I know it's jokingly thumbs down. Just to be like, ha, 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 I got you. It actually, it actually does hurt. I got that information from, from a secret source. But well, hey, it, it, it only hurts when it's over a certain percentage. Mm -mm, each one hurts. Now, for our channel, each one hurts. If you've got 20,000 people clicking the button, yeah, it doesn't matter. But uh, for our channel, when you have like, you know, 15 people clicking it, you want your percentage to be over 90%, but what it does is it tells the algorithm, like, hmm, other people who watch these videos might not like this one, so let's not show it. Uh, anywho, I mean, I really don't care, to be honest with you. I have a day job, so. <laughs> Either way, I'm, I'm not going to really lose anything. I'm just saying, for the two people out there who like to joke around with that, uh, also, if you don't want to give us money, uh, go ahead and give it to the Wounded Warrior Project. And also hover over that and check out Friends of the Channel, which, once again, I still have not updated. How many months in a row have I said that? Uh, three now. Yeah, something like that. Again, uh, all right, so yeah, I think I already said this, but just to catch everybody up, anybody who's chatting on Twitch, if you can get over onto the YouTube side, you can be, uh, when we do the random giveaway, uh, be added to that. Oh, oh speaking of uh, speaking of the stuff, there, there's there was also a uh, 2000 subscriber uh, thing that uh, I'm going to do, but mm -hmm. I don't want to have it just be YouTube. I want I want mm -hmm. un, unlike Max, I like the people who give me money better than the people who don't. So YouTube members, uh, Twitch subscribers get first get first dibs um, in uh, in a game I'm going to stream. It it is the uh, uh, I believe it was 2010 or 2011 uh, Cthulhu Masters Tournament Round One game called Shroom Fellas. There are six spots available, and uh, the spots will be filled up by people who give me money first and want to play. <laughs> All right, and after that, then it'll be a lottery. You know, if you are a follower, if you are a follower on Twitch or a subscriber on YouTube, then. Uh, I got to figure out a way to uh, to create a lottery uh, to get everyone else in. But you know what? If it all fills up with uh, with uh, Twitch subs and YouTube members, then pff, it all fills up. That's how it works. Oh, and uh, Crafty can get in too, just because you know he gives a lot of money. I think he's a sub as well, so yeah, whatever. Yeah. But he also gives a lot of money, so he gets in. And well, so, uh, this, so the, the... this was really fun. Um, uh, only eight copies of this. Uh, of this game were were uh, given away uh, for to to the eight people who made it to the final round. I was uh, I, I have copy six of eight, and uh, I'll be running that. And it was a lot of fun. It is between four and six hours, 
it is made is made for a convention so it was made for a one shot and uh when i played it nobody lived it is possible to make it out. It is possible to live. You just don't know how, huh? <laughs> I just didn't. <laughs> I just didn't. <laughs> so it, it is possible to live, but it's still fun even if you don't because I had, a, I had a blast playing it. Now, here's the thing. You're supposed to uh, role play it as, uh, as uh, Italian-American mobsters, which means in the book, there is lingo that you're supposed to use and you are supposed to role play in accent, but because it's going to be on Twitch, you can't do that. We could get the channel actually in trouble for doing that. So oh, that no, no, if they, if they hit the channel of no, by all means, if you're saying no for your game, I'm not going to tell you to do for your rules, but if you're worried about it for that now, now if they get I'm, mad about some crap like that for role playing a character, Twitch can go suck a nut. Well, they could just shut the channel off. So fine, I got D Live and YouTube. Fuck them. All right. Okay. Then, hey, you know what? Uh, extra points for uh, for anyone who wants to speak in a in an Italian American mobster accent, like completely derivative of of nineteen eighties mobster movies. That's exactly what we're going for. Exactly it. Think Casino. Think Goodfellas. Think all that, and just do it. So the reason why, uh, you know, I, I promoted YouTube over the Twitch side wasn't about money. It was about it, we hit YouTube 2,000 subscribers. <laughs> just just to be clear there, it was a YouTube content. I know, I know. You gave your thing to people who just click a button. I give things to people who give me money. Yeah, fair. I can't argue that. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's finish this up while we can. Uh, those are the links to our stuffs. Discord by far being the best place if you want responses, although I feel like I'm still the only one that responds. Uh, does Garthon even live anymore? Is he alive? Yes. Yes, I just sure. talked to him last night. You sure? He just, uh, he just completely cheated his way through two games of Risk. Hmm. I, I think he died and didn't tell anybody. Hey, oh. the real long shot. By the uh, For anybody new, I'm going to keep saying this. If you're on the Twitch side, if you have a YouTube account, come on over to the YouTube side so that you can be entered into the giveaway when we finally do that at some point during this episode. Or if you don't want a tabletop RPG book, then don't worry about it. Uh, You can uh, find us on our website, Parler, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Subscribestar, and of course, our stuff on the old Red Bubbles. And let's see Uh, if there's... I haven't gotten my order yet. Neither have I. I should have gotten it by now. No, but, no, no. Uh, hold on, hold on. I got hold on. the uh, the the uh, tapestry to put behind me of the Legion of symbol, and I got the there it is. I got I, the uh, players of the natural enemy of a good story. I got the confirmation saying that your stuff was shipped. My okay. stuff was shipped too, and I'm hoping that I have a package at the post office, so I'm hoping that's what I get tomorrow. It should be the first two masks. It won't be this one because that comes in the second set, but it'll be like the Legion of Myth mask. Of course, we got the tampons, the ghost. That is now an item. You can actually have that on a shirt if you want. Here, let's let's click on that. Let's see what that looks like on a shirt. Oh, that's on a water bottle. That's pretty cool. Get that on a water bottle or, hey, look, there's a shirt. Come on. There you go. Show Wizards of the Coast how you really feel about them. <laughs> let's get out of here. Oh, the, 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 the crotch LOM, the, uh, the uh, uh, skirt claw. Yeah. <laughs> <funny>. <laughs> the only good goblin is a dead goblin. Sheriff asked me about that yesterday. Like, what did I mean by that? I mean, the only exactly good goblin. I mean. <laughs> <Is> that... <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's not... because 
the half orc one has a double entendre that you have to actually oh, okay, understand okay. in it. So I, right. no, I get it. But I got one of these masks coming. And then I added just a couple of quick ones. I got a like on this one. Nobody bought it, but I got a like on the comma comma pipe comma one. So that was okay. That's good. Anywho, yeah, the, the only good the only good goblin's a dead goblin. It's it's not a riddle. It's it's just the way it is. Well, he knows I have a habit of doing things like that. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> exactly, saber expert. Exactly, that's what it is. Uh, all right, let's uh. So what do we have here? So do, 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 do. okay, the next thing I want to talk about is uh did you see the post that Grim put on our Discord? Oh, for the uh little charity thing? Yeah, yeah, the the uh, charity for up and coming uh creators for Is it is it just games or is it also art? Well, we'll, we'll see here in just a second. I'm deciding how I want to do this. Okay. Um I'm going to pop it out and pop it back in. So tampon skirt you hey you can probably do it you can probably yep. get it on a skirt yep all right so grim if you can uh, read this here he's got a little charity thing going on indiegogo and we'll check it out in a, in a moment if you go to his website here i'll just put this into chat and we are going to watch his five minute video here in just a moment so he thug if you have somewhere to be for five minutes in just a moment you can go there but uh, he's fundraising. Basically, it's a it's an art scholarship. Okay. And it's it's not. I mean, it's not big bucks. It's a like five hundred pounds. So I'm guessing about seven hundred dollars. And uh, I put that in the chat. You can read that there. So let's turn this off because now I have to go to the other one. <laughs> oh, it only works if it's Chrome, so I can't do Chrome. So let's do that because we're going to share some audio. And this is where we're hopefully not going to have my ears blown out, and we're going to edge through edge and here we go you guys can tell me if it's too loud too quiet too whatever and here's Grimm's five minute video so give it a listen hi i'm Grimm from postmortem studios i make tabletop role-playing games and i write books amongst many other things and this is obviously quite reliant on the existence of fantasy and other genre artists it can be very hard making it through university as a genre artist. The, the system is just really not set up to support people who are into that kind of art. It's much more concentrated on graphic design and upon fine art. So I do what I can by employing students and artists who are hard up for other reasons to try and ease their lives up a bit. That's also why I've instituted the Zell Art Scholarship. Zell was a friend of mine, a student, who some years ago now was killed in an accident. And to memorialize him, I raise money each year for a scholarship grant to give to an artist who is a genre artist and is making their way through university or is hard up for some other reason. In the past, we've helped students, we've helped homeless people, uh, we've helped people of all kinds um, and just made life a little bit easier for them. So I'm raising money again this year and I'm throwing open the competition again this year. I would greatly appreciate your donations and I understand that times are hard and nobody has much money, but this money will go to someone who is deserving 
and talented and will help them get out of whatever situation they're in or get through their education. We normally donate around £500 each year to someone. For the first time ever we made £100 on sales of previous art that was donated or won the competition and that's an important landmark but I still need your help and support. If you can't donate money but you're an artist and you want to support other artists you can donate art that will then be sold as stock art to help fund the the prize fund in the coming years. If you don't have any money and you can't draw or have any other sort of sort of creative talent that we can resell then at least you could share this video uh, these these links these blogs the information about the scholarship to your friends and in particular if you have any line to influencers comic book artists anyone like that within within the greater sort of artistic sphere who might be interested who might want to help others uh, then please do pass it on to them all the money and I make up the difference for fees and so on goes to the person who wins the scholarship all of it um, sometimes we've broken it down if we've made an especially large amount of money so that there's a one lump sum and then smaller sums this year I expect it's all going to go to one person so please back us donate art share the information talk to people you know who might have influence or an audience see if you can get them interested in this now if you want to enter for a chance of getting the scholarship then you need to write to me at grim at post-mort.com explain your situation you need to be either hard up for some reason unemployed in university whatever else the case might be and you have to be a genre artist those are the only real requirements any art you want to submit should be 300 dpi in black and white or color and at least a6 in size not safe for work art is okay so long as it's barely safe for work so topless but not full frontal nudity is okay so if you want more details check the blog email me whatever else the case might be if you want to enter and if you want to help or donate donate to the Indiegogo or contact me again if you have art that you'd like to donate which will then be sold in an ongoing basis to support this scholarship year in year out thank you all right so yeah i mean if we can get like comic skate or somebody involved with that that'd be great and shadzar i posted the link to his uh his post-mortem website which has the link to this in it in chat um i can put it this way as well but uh if we definitely if we can get some of the comics gate people donating, that would be great. Boom. Stop sharing that for a moment. I wanted to, I wanted to put that out there just because you know, some he was good to our channel. He came over, he talked to us, and uh, he was fun to have on on the show. So I figured you know, may as well uh, put that out there. I'm not gonna lie, I did donate a little bit to his uh to his Kickstarter. Let's see where he is now. I don't know why I keep popping this off when I post. So, this is the actual Indiegogo. I said Kickstarter, but it's Indiegogo. He's about halfway there. It's 269 euro out of 554. I think it's because it's 500 pounds, and you know it has to do with conversions, everything. So he's a 
about halfway there. Just a little under 48%. So, uh, got four backers. So, me and three others. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, uh, it's got 56 days left. I mean, this isn't one of those things that's going to get a lot of, uh, a lot of visibility, which is why I put that out there as well. So, and like you said, right now, a lot of people are, uh, whether it's COVID or out of work or, you know, whatever else, you know, people are suffering right now. So I think his goal is realistic, but uh, hopefully we can, uh, Legion of Myth can push him over the top. You guys want to donate, right? That would be nice. Heathen Dog would rather you donate to him, but. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, where's my stop share? If for some reason you want to give to this and not to Legion of Myth. I want you to stop. I want you to rethink your decision-making and come to the conclusion that, you know what? I can split that 50-50. Half to Legion of Myth and, and half to a, a charity for artists that... Uh, there you go. That uh, prob- that uh, may draw, you know, Baldahar's fun tentacle stuff. Maybe so. <laughs> great. That'd be great. That would be great. You just woke Baldahar up. <laughs> He'll be commenting in a second. But wait, what? I heard my name. Tentacles who? <laughs> or, you know, maybe uh, someone in a maid uniform. Eat <laughs> ramen for a week. Give to both. There you go. Uh, the A6, yes, it's size format. You know, Again, he's British, so he's going to be using the European size. Uh, well, pretty much the rest of the world size format. Uh, do, 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 do. All right, let's uh, let's move on here. <laughs> What's on my note card next? Oh, our contest winner. So, as you know, we're having uh, our contest today. Again, if you're watching on the YouTube side, if you're watching on Twitch, you might want to slide over to YouTube. We're going to pull the names of the viewers, and we're going to put them in a randomizer that I already have ready. And we're going to pick the last giveaway. Contest rules are on our website, but uh, I'll work that out with whoever uh, ends up being the winner. But right now, for the Hero Quest one, uh, Crafty Matt Craft one, which uh, I guess I think that's kind of karma. <laughs> he <laughs> yeah. donates money. He gets a I'm gift. completely okay with that. I'm completely okay with that random choosing. What's funny is the other the other winner for the one for the race and species one was smashed. If there's anybody who gives me more shit, the one who says that Heathen Dog's the better host, the one who... <laughs> got, got, he, he, he didn't go off on me, but he, he's, uh, he definitely had a different opinion. Uh, on the on the race uh, species thing, that's okay. I educated him, but uh, he he won. So it's like two two different sides of the fence. There. See, I don't play favorites. I could have said no. That meant no. <laughs> but uh, no, so uh, so smash oh, crafty is a little sick. Before segment two, unfortunately, you'll not be here. And my sultry COVID infected voice. Well, segment two will go live uh, on Tuesday, or if you could just hang out and listen today, that is fine. Good. Uh, you can check to see if it shows me as logged in on YouTube. Can you check? I can check. Participant. Uh, no, I cannot check. It only shows Legion of Myth and Baldahar. <laughs> so uh, how do I see he's watching? Maybe I have to... Hey, uh, can you go straight into YouTube? Because I don't have YouTube like that open. Yeah. And see if you can see. It'd be... Uh, YouTube, our channel name slash live. Oh, you know what? No, that's the public side. Okay, looking for participants. Right now, I only see Baldahar. Yeah, I think I have to do this differently. 
And I'm probably going to get some echo here in a second. I'll but it says stop. 11 people are watching, but the participants are only Baldar. I think it's maybe because he's the only one who typed. I don't know. Uh, no, no. Other people have typed from YouTube. Yeah. Well, we'll have to find a way. We'll have to find a way of uh, figuring out who's watching. I thought, see, I know on the Twitch side you can just do that. I thought that's what the participants thing would do. Oh, there's Sheris. Yeah, he's uh, he posted it. Well, in the meantime, we're going to have to figure that out because uh, we don't want anybody to miss out on this. So if I have to scroll back and <laughs> grab them one by one or something, uh, we'll do that. But uh, anyway, there's one more one more drawing to go. That will be as soon as we figure out how to pull everybody's name. Hey, if anybody uh, out there has oh, the yeah, no, it, uh, the, the list of participants, I just saw it happen. If, you, if you're on YouTube, type something into chat. And then your name comes up as a list of participants. Oh. Because Sheris and Nerdy Ogre just said hello, or okay. I'm here. Yeah, why why did There they are. I don't see Matt Craft. I don't see Arn Man. I, unless they've left. They've chatted earlier. They did, but they're not in there. Oh, okay. long shot just caught in. Okay, cool. Well, let's see how that works. And if we have to, we'll have everybody type the letter F or something when that comes up. Yep. <laughs> uh, so that we can we can get you. Yes. Yeah, Everyone type uh, F for fun. Well, late later, later, later. <laughs> so let's see. Okay. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Now. Now they're popping. In. Oh, I wonder why they didn't before. Maybe it times out. F this. <laughs> uh, so um, I, this, this our intro today is taking quite a while, but that's okay. You know, that's what happens sometimes on these streams. So one of the things I want to talk about next is our upcoming, you know, we got the holidays and so on and so forth. So today is going to be a big guy, small mouth, and we're going to be yep. talking about playing the game. Basically, we're not actually going to play the game. We're going to be talking about the notes that are in the playing the game section and so forth. It, it covers a few uh, few nuances and, and, and whatnot. Um, next week, we'll go over the Bessem worlds. Uh, we might go through the Game Master section real quickly, but to be honest, the Game Master section is like Game Master section section of any game out there. It pretty much just gives tips and pointers on how to run a game, blah, blah, blah. I mean, we can page through it really quickly if you guys want and stop somewhere that might be interesting. But really what we're going to talk about next week is we're going to go over the core worlds for Bessem. No, you don't have to use them, but we'll put them out there for uh, for those. And we'll give a kind of a final rating on the game as well. And I'm doing my rating back in the old original Legion of Myth version, which is the D20 version of the rating. Wow. All right. I, I'm going back. I had to find that. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was fun. I, I think I didn't. I don't think I found the original, original version, but I found the one that we used for the website long before. Yeah, this version of Legion of Myth. So, yeah. So I'll be doing mine on a scale of one to 20. Because that was fun back then. Uh, and Heathen Dog has, uh, you know, he's got a couple options. He was saying they might do a Palladium World book or Rifts World book or Delta Green or, uh, you know, worst case scenario, we can also do uh, another one of those uh, how to do, uh, how to run a creature properly or something. Mm -hmm. But we're going to kind of, we're going to lounge a little bit for the rest of 2020 after Bessem. And we're going to start the uh, new year out with uh, something interesting and fun. And a lot of that has, has to do with uh, my current situation. <laughs> Cause I'm in, I'm in a lot of limbo right now. He's in, he's in transition. I, I, I'm, I'm not even, I'm not even transitioning yet. I'm in sometime, maybe in the future transition. So I, I've, uh, you know, just based on the requirements, it's stupid federal government bullshit rules. Uh, I'm only allowed to be out here for five years. Uh, I'll be out here. Well, actually, I've already passed my five year mark and so forth. It's, 
You know, my grandma taught me a phrase when I was a kid. Sauce for the goose is sauce for the gander. If I have to leave my job here, then that asshat sitting somewhere in the United States should have to leave his job too. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, I mean, when I PCS, that could be two, three months before I have access to a computer. Well, not access to a computer, but the ability to stream and so forth again. So I don't know if the show is going to go on hiatus. I'm going to have to work that out with uh, Heathen Dog because right now I'm the only one that knows how to annotate all this stuff. Then again, annotating it isn't so difficult. Um, I mean, I could do that. Making the graphics might be a problem since I don't have Photoshop on anything other than this computer, but, you know, I can figure some of that out. Uh, but anyway, that might put the show in some sort of hiatus. So I don't no, want to start. Just, you just get some straps, you strap it to your back, you take it on the plane with you. That's it. That's all you got to do. <laughs> yeah, but I don't have network connection. That's the thing. Uh, not to stream anyway. I mean, I could stream off my tablet. But if I have decent network connection and who knows how long that would take. Uh, we also have, I probably shouldn't talk about this, but I'm bored. Um, two potential new stream slash recording concepts may be coming up. Uh, one of it's a little bit more pop culture oriented to give us some short form content because, you know, Twitch, or uh, sorry, what's not Twitch, YouTube just loves streams. Uh, we're still kind of working out the kinks on that one, like as in we barely talked about it. <laughs> I think that's the right way to say it. And another one is a whole brand new channel that uh, we're going to surprise you with sometime in the future. But uh, it's going to be definitely different than what you see here. And uh, I'm going to start that one on my own and uh, for just a short amount of time. And then uh, after Heathen Dog sees how it's working, uh, maybe he'll, he'll join in. <laughs> and we can have some debates. <laughs> anyway, more, more information on those later, but uh, because of that, uh, I've got, again, I'm writing an RPG, which I haven't written in a couple months. I've got video game streams that I haven't been streaming for the last couple weeks. Uh, I've got a lot of, I have to worry about a move, I have to worry about a job, I have to worry about... No, no, so, no, you don't have to worry about a job. You got a job. That you're that's going not to have a job. That's not guaranteed. Yeah, you just don't know where. No, if they can't find me a job, they could say goodbye to government service. Really? Yes. I I thought you were guaranteed a job as long as there's a place open anywhere in the States with your, with your job code. Pretty much it's going to happen, but it's not yeah. guaranteed. Um, and, and other things can come into play with that as well. I could take a demotion, which I mean, I already, one of the reasons I want to stay out in Europe is I'm single income and uh, you, overall you get paid more out here. Hmm. Kind of have to for the cost of living and so forth. I'm going to go to the States and pretty much make half of what I'm making right now. That's not going to be fun. Yeah, so, but is uh, it effectively half, or is it actually a pay cut? Well, technically, it's not a pay cut, but, like, so, for example, out here, they pay for my housing and my utilities. So, imagine paying for a rent or a mortgage. Mm. Also being taxed, well, I wouldn't say tax more, I get taxed out of Minnesota, so I'll probably be taxed less wherever I am. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, you got to take a lot of that into consideration as well. But, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be taking a pretty hefty pay cut to move back to the States. Plus, they don't fund all of your entire moving expenses anymore. Thank you, President Trump. Uh, he did that? So, well, under his administration. I don't know if he did it, but it's under his well, administration. You, you probably didn't think of it. Yeah. So, uh, it, uh, what, what happens now is, well, the government may reimburse me for my movement. It'll get taxed as a gratuity or whatever the hell it is. Thanks, Dix. Uh, anyway. 
So yeah, uh, between me being the one that knows how to edit this stuff, between my job situation, everything right now with uh, RPG Digest is in flux. But here's what I want to tell everybody. No matter what happens in the future, we're not going away. We'll be back. Somehow, some way. All right, that's uh, I, I rambled way more than I wanted to on that. What does that say? All right, let's get to this thing. I wanna I wanna yeah. learn how to play. Yeah, that comment's not important, and that's comment's not important. So yep, let's get let's get to it. All right, uh, finally ready to get into segment one. So uh, did, did, did anything happen in uh, chat there while I'm getting this set up? It's worth. Uh, uh, you're you're going to end up doing oversight coding for Twitter. It's going to be great. Cost of living in the States kind of sucks depending on where you live, right? Well, yeah, it depends on where you live. But he, the the thing about a lot of government civilian jobs is that they have a pay scale. And the good and bad thing is it it almost doesn't depend on where you, where you go in the country. Like if you get paid, if you go to San Francisco or you go to uh, New Hampshire, uh, not New Hampshire, uh, if you go to uh, West Virginia, you have the same basic pay scale depending on your time in, you know, time in the, in the job and your your rank in the job, your civilian rank. They 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 do have some kind of uh, cost of living adjustment if you end up being in San Francisco. No, but, it uh, it doesn't cover it for San Francisco, San Diego, yeah, California, yeah, yeah. If, it, if DC. Like it does York, not San cover Francisco, it. Francisco, you know, some big, huge, huge, uh, you know, sprawling urban metropolis that's like million dollar homes that I can get here for a hundred grand then uh yeah it's not going to cover it but it's he's actually better off in say florida or west virginia that have low or no state tax and really low cost of living but but still within you know a half hour driving distance of amenities that are that are important then he'll end up he'll end up being okay but uh, if he gets put into an urban area then he's boned yeah so far i've interviewed for two of three jobs i've got a third interview possibly coming up um which I have to understand my my field well is technically wide. My job code is like I think the biggest one in all of DOD slash government, maybe outside of admin. Um, but uh, uh, thing is, is me I'm very niche within the field, so it's very hard to find a job. So I I've got a third uh, interview hopefully coming up here pretty soon. But uh, one of them's actually for my grade, another one's for a promotion. But even with a promotion, it's like oh you get paid more. No. What they do is they find out that, uh, so Mahawkman knows I'm a GS-11, step whatever, is they find the GS-12 and they just drop you down until you're just making a touch more. So I won't be the same, ste uh, same step that I am now. That'd be great. But uh, so they find whatever the minuscule is, they can pay you just above that because they can't legally drop your pay. And that's what I'll be making. And as my career field, I get a bonus. That bonus shrinks when you get promoted. So I'll literally be like making less money. <laughs> remember when i got promoted was it like a year and a half two years ago and i told you i made less money as a gs12 than gs11 yeah yep. that's gonna happen again yay so anyway all right yeah let's uh let's start talking big guy small mouth uh quickly as always we put the page out there it's discami.ca so d-y-s-k-a-m-i dot c-a or you scroll down here i think it's on this page is it not on this page well Bessem. Four, okay, yep. Yeah. Bessem, the number four dot life. Check that out. Oh, apparently I did this wrong because I'm a professional. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Pro streamer. Pro streamer. Let's get to let's get to the meat. Let's get to the meats. 
Okay. So today, uh, you know what, I want to switch this around. We are going to talk about playing Fessum. We've gone through... Did you move? Great googly moogly. So we've talked about what? Templates, how to make a character mm -hmm. over some of the basic rules, the rule system. The mechanics, uh, right. The, the general mechanics. Uh, last week I talked about uh, equipment, you know, weapons and items and so forth because, you know, because the point system that works differently. Now we're going to try to put it all together today. Chinese overtime. No, overtime for me is literally three cents more an hour. Or is it 13 cents more an hour? I forget. Anyway, they tell me to take comp time. And I say, okay. <laughs> oh. uh, all right. So playing Bessem, your adventure awaits. The earlier chapters provide you with the tools to create the anime and manga character of your heart's desire. And soon it will be time to pull those creations from the static page and into the realm of dynamic adventures. This chapter examines some of the meta questions behind the functioning of the game system such as the structure behind the effects-based system like Bethesda. That's one of the things, and he said it a lot so far, and he's going to continue to say it, this is an effects-based game. Similar to GURPS, similar to Champions. Mm -hmm. uh, where, where did I stop? Oh, provides clarification into the more open-ended dynamic powers and power flux attributes, and we're going to have to probably spend a little bit of time there, because I'm going to be honest with you, I don't fully get it. They look pretty much the same to me. They're not. There are some nuanced differences, but generally speaking, they look the same to me. I was like, uh, okay. And explores a wide range of anime and manga tropes that may help shape the role-playing of your characters. Uh, additionally, the, ge wow, the geographical and social aspects of Japan and Tokyo are detailed herein, since many Bessem groups may use those settings as a backdrop for their campaigns. Hey, where's my wife? Where I need her. Foundations of Bessem. All right. If we start reading every word, we're going to be here for another hour and a half. All right. I'll so, I'll I'll read this this first thing, and then and then you'll go over the you'll start off the effects based system, and we'll we'll try and find enough. the salient details. Okay. All right. As you well have concluded by now, the game system mechanics behind Bessem are both straightforward and easy to comprehend. Well, yeah. I mean, it's a it's a tri stat system, and then uh, you have uh, you have the uh, the abilities. That are your actual, you know, powers, and then you have the attributes. Attributes, sorry, you have the attributes that that are that are your, are your powers, and they have limiters, and they have, they have, uh, they have augments, stuff, stuff like that, to 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 give you the effect that you want. Yeah, we got it. Although you can play through adventures with only brief consideration given to the core structure that provides foundation for Bessem, having a comprehensive understanding of the mechanisms behind the system design decisions can guide your character creation in innovative ways. Furthermore, recognizing early which attributes and power sources most closely align with the vision for your character and how such attribute choices affect the game balance can avoid future situations. Future situations. Okay. Well, but basically, what uh, what the what the writer is saying is that reading reading this section is paramount to the creation of your character. That's to 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 having your character be realized. Uh, the way you want it to. Now, why it's at the end? Again, some some placements of these sections are are uh, I don't agree with. Just like Max Liao doesn't agree with some of them. But uh, yeah, uh, right right now the only one I don't agree with is is the template thing. And while he did yeah. come on the show and explain it, I still I still I, no. I, I would have uh, rather had that later. This on. This one doesn't we, bother me. 
because I don't but think it's point, necessary. You've to made your character now. It's like ah, but that whole paragraph was like, hang on, you got to read this first before you finalize your character. Well, we've already done all that. We've already I can done see that. that. I mean, so I, I, again, I don't, I don't think a book has to be written like Astonishing Swordsman, Source of Hyperborea, where you just literally page through step by step by step. Because if, if that's the case, then the Earthdawn books are bad as well. But I, I liked how they were generally set up. But I understand where you're coming from. And I, and I think in a points-based system, looking at me now, I don't care. Looking at me 20-some years ago when we played Champions, yes, I would have wished that this chapter was at the beginning of the book. Yeah, Because this is the one that threw me off. Yeah, when when you are doing a points-based system, making changes after you're all done is, I mean, it, it, it's easier here than it is in Champions. In Champions, if you have to make changes when you're done, you might as well start over. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you might as well just start over. It's easier here, and uh, it's it, it's easier in a game like Star Trek Adventures where they have uh, b- built-in catches where this many points go here, this many points go there. If you don't add up to exactly this number, then there's the, your problem in this section. But uh, Having having to redo a a points based character generation system after you've already done it is a friggin' headache. And if you read over this, you're like, oh no, I didn't understand this correctly, or I didn't really understand how this ability worked in the game, or this attribute, excuse me, worked in the game. I I didn't really understand how this limiter, but reading this now, I understand it. I got to go change that. That can be a headache. To to be fair, I don't think we're gonna find a lot of that in this chapter. I hope we don't. Um. So, well, I mean, I've already read ahead a little bit, well, skimmed ahead a little bit, so I'm kind of aware of what we're going to get into, although there might be a nuance that changes, which is why I'm kind of six of one, half a dozen the other. If this was at the beginning of the book, I wouldn't have a problem with it. It being here as well, I don't necessarily have a problem with, but I absolutely understand why. And, and again, I'm using my brain back 20-some years ago when I was playing Champions, where I wish a chapter like this would have been right at the beginning, so I would have been like, oh, Okay. Because what it goes on to say, and I'm not going to read this down here, but essentially it compares it to D&D, yes, where mm-hmm. it's like, you know, you have Fireball, Lightning Bolt, Magic Missile, but it really, in this game, it doesn't matter. If I throw a damage anything, a Spear of Ice, a Fireball, a Bullet, a Comet, uh, name some anime shit that people are, sorry, stuff that uh, people do where... Uh, uh, Giant you know, Gun Sword. Yeah, there you go, Giant Gun Sword, run them over with a motorcycle, because that's a superpower or something, whatever. It's all the same thing. It is this weapon with these points. It's all a seven point. I'm just making up a number. It's all a seven point weapon or a seven point ability attribute. That is it. How you describe it is your business. That is it. And that's what the rest of this is trying to say. Uh, flight attribute level three allows character flight speeds of 100 kilometers per hour. Exactly how the flyer executes the flight is not important. Do you have wings? Do you glide? Do you, do you up, up, you and away? Pack? jetpack that can't be taken away or it's half gravity manipulation powers who knows you got it all if it's self or bbz one of the powers is making mini me's yes that that would be cool that and that there is there is a power in this book for for a a replication ability and uh the 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 you can take a limiter where the the replicants are of lesser total point value than than you to make it exactly just like cell and cell juniors great so sources of power Again, it does not affect the point total. However, you probably need to describe it based on the world you're in. If you're in a modern world, you're going to need, you know, an internal combustion engine. I know, electronic cars now, but, you know, for the most part, an internal combustion engine. You're going to need some source of battery power, like a battery pack. Uh, if you watch, was it the Hacksmith YouTube channel? Uh, <laughs> they're, they're good at doing things like that. But you're going to need something 
based in reality. If you're playing a fantasy world, you're going to probably need something magical to power it, or elemental. If you're playing something futuristic, you can just make up some weird future technology. It's it's quantum leaping, yeah. I don't know why I said that, but, you know, anyway. Um, oh, and if you're playing characters of different types, non-humans, well, you can just make any excuse in the world. Well, because yeah. I'm a blob monster, I have blob powers. Yay! Yeah, fair. Know. Fair enough. Yeah, is that, what, what, what it's saying is un, unless your attribute is based on uh, equipment or an item or, or a weapon, you bought it for cheaper, it can be taken away, it, it, it can be denied in many fashions, but your powers, however they are explained, doesn't matter to the effect. It can't be taken away un, unless there is a power specifically made to take away to take away attributes and then it'll take away the attribute that is designated how it see this 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 guy right here if you if you if you scroll up to this uh to this uh, airbender look look looking dude up here you could say that the basis for his powers are magical tattoos or you could say that the basis for his powers is microcircuitry woven inside his skin it doesn't matter to the dice it's all going to roll and affect others and himself the exact same way. Doesn't matter about the background. And just because you you have uh, you have uh, electronic uh, circuitry woven on your skin to give you your power, any old uh, electrical jolt to you or any random EMP is not going to shut you down. Someone using the attribute of of uh, what is it? Uh, power dampening or drain or whatever. I forget what the power name was, look, will affect you regardless of the source of your power. This is just for flavor. Flavor is not supposed to affect the die rolls. It's not supposed to affect the gameplay. It's supposed to affect how you, your character role plays and interacts with the world. It's supposed to be a very personal thing and they want to make sure you understand that going forward. You're not going to be screwed be because of your style choice. You're not going to be screwed be because you wanted to have a special source of power for your powers you paid points for. You're not. It all plays out the same. All right, here's where we're going to slow down a little bit. Because maybe you'll understand that maybe my second... Well, I did, again, I skimmed it more than read it. But maybe my second read through this, it'll make more sense to me. Uh, but uh, we're going to have to go through this part. So... To reflect a wide range of flexible powers and abilities demonstrated by anime and manga characters, it is vital for a universal role-playing game. Remember, this is this isn't a class-based system. It isn't built on one genre or or uh, setting. It is it's encompassing every possible conceivable idea you might have to the best of its ability. Uh, to have similarly flexible game mechanism to accommodate them. Whether these abilities stem from magic, psionics, tech, genetics, or superpowers, a robust game engine should integrate with the player creativity to expand the realm of possibilities to encompass nearly anything. Which is why it is a point-based game. Uh, which is why they're generically... The, yeah, the attributes are generic. It is up to you to put the fluff in. There are two main perspectives that players and GMs have regarding these abilities. Either gamers want a more open-ended and narrative framework that gets out of the way and allows powers to unfold under the guidance of the game's story, or they want a broad, mechanistic, is that a mechanistic structure that still provides great flexibility, 
yet is prescriptive in the specific and often numerical application of the power. So basically, you either want more story-driven game or you want more crunch. Yep. In Bessem, yep. In Bessem, the former is the best. So this is the anti-champions. Because <laughs> that's a lot of crunch. And yeah. it, but, it, but to be fair, I'm not complaining about it. I'm just saying it's a lot of... Because if you get into champions or the hero system, it's a lot of crunch. This one says, hey, if you have to err on a side, err on the side of just, you know, get your story going. So the former is best represented by the dynamic powers attribute, page 89. And we are going to go back to that in a moment. While the latter is reflected in the powers flux attribute. So you have the dynamic powers attribute and you have mm -hmm. the power flux attribute. Neither of these two attributes are better or superior to the others since they accomplish similar functions and have comparable scopes. Comparable but not the same. I read them both. The primary difference is how player accounts for the characters changing powers during the game. The easiest way, before we look at it, the easiest way to look at it is dynamic. Uh, what's it called? Dynamic powers are something that just say, I have the ability to deal with fire. End of story. I deal with fire. And as long as the game master says I can do it and it's not overbreaking, whatever, I can do stuff with fire. The fluxing point says I can do stuff with fire. Now, I have... 10, just for sake of argument, we're going to make, I have 10 points to spend on making a fireball. I have 10 points to spend on making the fire bigger. I have 10 points to spend on cauterizing a wound, maybe, because I turned my hand to flame. But I have to spend those points each time, each scene, in order to make that happen. So one wait, is more... Wait a oh. second. It oh. sounds like you are talking about a variable power pool from, from champions. There were... Where uh, where you you put ten points into general fire attribute, and then each time you want to create a new effect, you spend those ten points on a specific attribute to create the effect you want. And after it's done, those points go back into an amorphous state, ready to be used to create a different effect that is based on fire. Is that what is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. Um... Here we go. Dynamic power is for more story-driven powers. Power flux is more mechanical approach. A pool of points to spend yes. on buying attributes. Yes. Yes. Okay. I, I get it. That, that might even be better than me trying to read through this now. <laughs> I actually <laughs> get it. Yeah. Uh, for for example, an uh, uh, anime. Uh, there there is always the almost always the main character has a has either falls into or is given some item or ability that he that he or she does not know how to use at the beginning of the series. But as the story unfolds and the need arises, the powers grow and change to cover the specific need and then you have that ability to do that. From that from that moment of the story forward, the story created the need for your power to grow in a certain direction. That's the dynamic side. Whereas the flux side is you have a you have a, a bunch of points and you have to personally adjust these points to create different effects depending on what is necessary for the story. The story isn't creating the power, you are creating a power to get through the story. It again, it's the same effect but well, coming let, about it in a completely different way. Let, let's read them. Because one of the things that uh, um, 
<clears throat> Saber posted in there, and it, it did jog my memory, is that yes, dynamic powers are based on an attribute, while the uh, power flux are based on more of an idea. <clears throat> we'll, we'll read it. Excuse me, just one second. Apparently I cough on stream. Yep. Okay, dynamic powers represent extensive control over a minor element, ideology, natural phenomenon, or sphere of influence. And we'll see some of the weird ones later that I never would have thought of before. At low levels, now look, it's 10 points per level. Not cheap. No. At low levels, the character is an initiate and can only affect small changes in the attribute's influence. Now, mind you, attribute. So we're talking an ability. Mm -hmm. At high levels, the character holds mastery over a particular realm and has an intimate understanding of all things related to the attribute, attribute spheres. Attribute spheres. There we go. And this is one of those things where I can't stand the word attribute because every time I think this, I think mind, soul, body. But that's stat, not an attribute. Attribute is, is a talent. Attributes are actually powers. Yeah. Yeah. Example of, um, <clears throat> excuse me, examples of minor categories over which the character has control include a classical element, earth, water, fire, mm -hmm. a limited concept or idea, lust, protection, charm, pride, a minor aspect of nature, temperature, friction, insects, sunlight, clouds, orbits, sea creatures, or limited sphere of influence, keys, silence, cats, and he'll use the cats example later, uh, okay. writing, guns, a small locality, nutrition. And I'm glad he did because I did not see it the way he writes it up. And it, I, again, I'm glad that he had that explanation in there. Alternatively, rather than influencing a simple sphere of influence, the character might have minor control over a more descriptive realm, such as never being late. Okay. Always having the right amount of money. Sure. People laugh at me, never, or with me, never at me. Always having the right outfit for the right situation. That's the first one I find legit. I don't, I don't understand the other ones. I'm sure maybe it's because I don't watch anime as to why I don't think these other ones are important. But hey, this one, okay, I can understand. Social setting. While these event spheres are limited in scope, they also cross all attribute boundaries when appropriate. Mm-hmm. If the character makes a successful... Jesus, I cannot talk. You if a character... <clears throat> yeah, if you want. Okay. What, what page are we on? Um, I, I'm 91 on the PDF. Okay. 89 in the book. All right, there we go. Uh, if the character makes a successful stat roll, as determined by the GM as see Chapter 9 action, they can manipulate aspects of the chosen area of influence. Since this is a story-driven attribute, there are a few definitive rules regarding what a character can and cannot do with a particular attribute level with the level progression being primarily descriptive in nature. This takes a lot of work between the game master and the yeah. player. Yeah, I just I just got that. This is a very open-ended attribute and should be discussed with the GM at length to determine the effects and limitations in their game. It is for advanced players and game masters only. Proper use of dynamic powers will not unbalance the game, but rather can provide many opportunities for character innovation. In general, the effect can vary depending on the need of the story and emotional intensity of the situation. Dynamic power should only be taken in campaigns where the GM is comfortable with a story-driven approach to the handling of powers. Game masters who do not wish to adjudicate dynamic powers are free to prohibit it or restrict it to very low level. 
players and GMs who desire more rigid in terms of cost and effect, but still highly flexible attribute should take the power flux attribute. This will allow a character to produce similar dynamic effects within a specific game mechanical constraints. Okay, see, the, the way this is explained, it actually makes me more confused than just what it was at the beginning. Well, I, I understand it. My problem is it's a 10-point cost item or, or uh, attribute, right? Yeah. So if you're paying 10 points for an attribute, you're going to want it to be useful. Anybody who's gamed with me, Heathen Dog, knows I don't like player fiat. That doesn't mean I don't like them to use imagination. I don't want uh, players to have good ideas. But I always look for how is this game breaking? How is this player going to try to manipulate this? into something that is uh, more powerful than it should be. At, at the same token, it's 10 points per level. It's got to be meaningful. Yeah. I can tell you that while I do like story-driven games and so forth, I think I would be reticent to, uh, to allow that because I just see that as being game master versus player fight. I paid 20 points for two levels of this thing when I could have blah, 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 and you know, somebody's going to dish out all the math. I could have done 400 points of damage with this weapon instead of... Da, da, da. I don't want to get into that. Yeah. And while I do prefer the story side of it, the, the more character and narrative uh, driven aspect of that, I think it's too open ended. Yeah. This is, this is not how, how it was <laughs> explained just a moment ago. And the thing that this has no, this has no bearing on, on story driven at all. It doesn't. I don't understand. I'm completely, okay. I, I understood it one before like, I read this, and now I don't understand it. Let's look at the one that I understood, the, the social one, uh, where you always have the right suit or right clothing for the right uh, occasion. You find out that, uh, let's say your character is part of a diplomatic corps. We're, we're talking kind of a science fiction-y thing. You're part of a diplomatic corps, and you have to make a good impression on some aliens. Sure. Do a little bit of quick research, because you probably have the academic attribute too, right? And then now, or, or just maybe you don't even need that because this thing costs 10 points. You roll your dynamic attribute, always dresses for the job. You roll it, you succeed, or maybe you don't even have to roll it. You just, you have a level or two in it and you're good to go. Actually, it did say roll stat, didn't it? <clears throat> roll your stat, which in this case I'd probably say is uh, soul. My, my opinion, just uh, based off... Off the sure. cuff, yeah. roll it, boom, you make it. Now you're dressed well, the aliens come. Now you're already starting on a good foot with them so they don't want to blow up the earth. Yeah, I mean, you're you're not going to get a huge bonus for that, but you could get uh, social interaction bonuses to your roles be because so, you Something like well. that. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's just an idea off the top of my head. I have to think it through more. Um, and, I, and I'm sure there are better examples of that. I mean, it's just some of the other examples there. What, what I'm scared of, let, let's use like the elemental one. Well, I'm a master of the elements, so I should be able to do whatever the hell I want with fire. I can plug a volcano. I can make the volcano erupt. I can shoot volcanoes out of my eyeballs. I can snort fire, breathe fire like a dragon. You can burn me and I won't take damage. Like, whoa, 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 hold on here. There's got to be a limit to this. And I'm sure somebody's going to be like, oh, I'm also a chemist in science. So I know that if I have the ability with fire, I can do these weird other things with pure oxygen and this and that and the next thing. And haha, I'm going to manipulate the GM and he can't take it away from me because I can scientifically show him that, ah, no. I literally are animated fire. based on that. 
lots of anime that are based on that. And they're there, but to, to be fair to you, every single one I can think of, the main character is purposefully OP. Purposefully. Sure, if, if that's the, if that's the nature of your game, uh, what was that doctor scientist that was like turned to stone for like a Dr. thousand stone. years? Oh, okay. <laughs> there you go. Makes sense. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. He was, a uh, he, accidentally woke up and you know he was he was the right person to have wake up because he had he had all of the all of the knowledge of humanity because he he self-taught he self i was gonna say self-taught himself he he taught himself everything from science from the ground up everything about science the proper method how to make stone tools, how to, how to make brass, how to, you know, uh, brass to iron, iron to steel. And uh, all of these different technological ages, he taught himself. So when humanity has to start over, he's the perfect guy for the job because he can literally, because people nowadays, yes, we, we understand much more about the world around us. But if we had to start from scratch and had no tools, no prefabrications, no, no fabrication facilities, we would lose 90% of our knowledge in just a generation or two, just because we cannot replicate it from nothing. But no, every, everything we do now is on the backs of people who came before us. Exactly. Not, but, not that we can't necessarily understand it, but I mean, let's just look at survival. I, I could start a fire out in the wilderness and I know enough to not die on the first night, but I don't know every plant I'm allowed to eat. I haven't gutted, I haven't actually ever gutted a deer myself. I know it's possible. I generally know how to do it, but I've never done it myself because I don't like hunting. Yeah. So, I mean, there, there are some things that, you know, uh, just looking at survival element of it that, yes, I could survive in the wild, in the modern wild. Yeah. Modern wild. There you go. <laughs> I but don't need if, a cell phone, but I do definitely need some food. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. If, if, if something you want to do requires a steel tool and you don't have a steel tool, then guess what? You can't do it. Wow. It's Sorry. Like you two were talking same thing there. Do you know how to smith iron tools? Oh, there you go. Yeah. See, if you don't know how to do that and the thing you want to accomplish requires iron tools, if you can't create an iron tool, then you can't accomplish that. Yes. Sorry. I look for the shiny vein in the ground and then I go chop, 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 and I get a hundred of them. I bring them over. <laughs> bring them over to your crafting table. Yeah, no, that's crafting, not how it works. That's not how it's done? Oh. Yeah, that's not how All it's right, done. Let's look at power flux and see if we can see what the difference is between All the right. dynamic and the power flux. I'll, I'll start this one until I can't read again. Uh, power flux represents extensive control over a minor element, ideology, natural phenomenon, or sphere of influence. Starting to sound familiar already, huh? Mm-hmm. Is often used to represent divine, elemental, or improvised magical powers, or... A powerful high-tech item. Notice it's capital I because that is an attribute. Sure. At high levels, the character holds mastery over a particular realm and has an intimate understanding of all things related to the attribute sphere. Examples, minor categories over which the character has control include a classical element, again, a limited concept or idea, again, a minor aspect of aspect, not aspect, that's not a word, an aspect of nature, again, or a limited sphere of influence. Wow, it looks like it's all the same stuff, huh? Yeah. Weird. Except this good. one says nutrition. I don't think the other one said nutrition. Did it? Oh, I thought it did. Maybe it didn't. This is a very open-ended attribute and should be discussed with the GM at length to determine the effects and limitations in the game. Proper use of power flux will not unbalance the game, but rather can provide many opportunities for character innovation. 
As an alternative option to PowerFlux, see the dynamic powers, which we already talked about. Power variation and transmute. Okay, we're not getting all those. Just talking about these two. A character with this attribute has a group of reserve character points called flux points that sure. can be allocated to different attributes as often as once a minute or once each dynamic scene as determined by the GM within the thematic category chosen by the player. Mm -hmm. This often represents a broad-based magical or psionic ability, but it can also reflect a character who has several different power forms or a character who has little control over the range of attributes in conjunction with the unpredictable limiter, page 153. Stats and defects cannot be raised or lowered with power flux. Fluxing some attributes may require GM permission. Each level of this attribute provides a character with five flux points. So notice it costs 10. Where the hell is it? It costs 10. Right. But because of how universal it is, you only get five to spend on whatever you're trying to do. Because you can take those five later and put it into something else that's worth five and something else right. that's worth five. If the character makes a successful stat roll, the character can assign flux points to one or more attributes that grant powers that fit within the thematic category. A flux point is equal to one character point. Well, yeah. I think everything in the game is going to... <laughs> follow that same rule which can be assigned to the cost of the attribute directly or to the cost of raising an attributes enhancement rank if used and permitted by the gm under normal circumstances power flux cannot be allocated to companion blah 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 okay here's the example that i that i wanted to go into you want to read or you want me to i got it. for example a character who has the reincarnation of an egyptian cat goddess bust but i just sure. named her might take power flux cats at level two for 20 character points, which grants 10 flux points up to once every minute. The character can allocate the 10 flux points to any combination of attributes that fit the cat theme. Perhaps in the evening, the character plans to prowl around the city for several hours to hunt evil demons leaping from rooftop to rooftop and, and assigns the following attributes, heightened senses, hearing sight level two, two flux points, jumping level two, two flux points, weapon level two claws, Four plus four flux points. Hold on, and stop. Special movement level two balance cat like two flux points. Ravenslayer, no, that's the name of a city. You're wrong. <laughs> Go on. I had Sorry. to interrupt to sell somebody's wrong. Early next morning, the character decides they should gather information about any strange happenings that may have missed during the night by visiting a common stray cat hangout near the wharf and replaces the level two weapon attribute with telepathy cats. Level one and special movement level one. Fast one. Okay. Okay. This one I get. This one I get. This is uh, much more preferable in my mind. I can wrap my head around it. And this this one Sick. is yes. uh, this one's a Green Lantern ring. It's a Silver Surfer's power cosmic. It's uh, it's you you have this this giant pool of energy, and you can you can uh, uh, divert it to different things along the same theme. I, I like it. I like it a lot. I like this a lot better. I would allow this. I would not allow cat theme, flaming hairball. Hey, if you got the points, why not? Right. <laughs> but the no. thing is uh, the flame, the hairball thing. Yes, but not flaming. Uh, I, I would allow a, uh, uh, a disgusting you know, cough up a hairball, a, a disgusting coughed up hairball that uh, you can spit it on someone and it will be like uh, like Maxi, I was cool goo gun. <laughs> that's, that's yeah, it goes back to the, I would hey, allow that. 
Christopher just, Kramer, just how are you doing today? And very anime-like, but uh, not on fire. So, by the way, everybody who's on the YouTube side, uh, okay, I looked at the participant thing again, and it goes away. So I think what we're going to have to do is when we do the go the we giveaway. We have everyone type something in. Yeah, yeah Type something in. We'll get, we'll get the names from there. So if you're watching on Twitch, you might want to swap over to uh, YouTube because at the end of this segment, the end of this segment, we're going to be doing the final giveaway for our 2,000 subscribers. Yeah, uh, Saber Expert, uh, I'm, I'm with him. Uh, he prefers Power Flux and power variation much more than dynamic powers. Yes, dynamic powers just seems like it's more work than it has to be. I mean... Uh, I get it. I get it, to be fair. And I, and, yeah. I, and I need to put that out there. I understand why it's there, because not everybody wants to play... And I know I say this like a pejorative, but I don't mean it that way. I just mean it as a different style. But a, a champion's or hero system style game. Some people just want to say, I have this ability... Uh, this generalized ability and I want it to work and I don't want to count points every single time I do it. I right. get it. My problem is literally just, I see too many fights potentially happening between the player and the game master. Yes. Yes. Because, uh, the, 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 the power for, for dynamic is so open-ended that it goes beyond the ability for the game master to rein in. It can easily try and go beyond the scope of the game. Whereas the, the power flux, you have to work within the mechanics of the game and it puts more onus on the player to come up with uh, good ways to spend the points to get the effect they want and takes the burden off the game master to try and keep a power within the framework of the story. So I, I do like it a lot better. Yeah, I would I would use that and not not dynamic at all. Same here. I mean, I might be a little bit more lenient with it, but they, I don't know. I... <laughs> all right, getting back on track to where we were back at page, uh, it's two sixty one. The PDF says so probably two fifty nine for the book, and we'll move on to uh, then. There's power variation, an often overlooked third reassignable uh, attribute is power variation which is best viewed as a highly restricted version of power flux. Rather than the player justifying each application of fluxing points, a set of attributes are selected in advance. And I think this is your multi-power right here. Yeah. Uh, a set of attributes are selected in advance, and any character points assigned to these specified attributes can be redistributed as needed. Okay. So, which attribute to use? Dynamic powers is ideal for magic and sorcery, mm -hmm. psionics, and again, when we're talking magic and sorcery, we're, when we were talking the dynamic power, we're saying, I'm an elementalist. I'm spending 20 points for two levels of elementalism. So because of that, I have, you know, now if the game master wants to focus it to say just air, I can fly. I can remove air from you. I can, uh, you know, I can create a bubble of air around me while, you know, swimming in the water. You know, I, there are a lot of ideas that you can have, that you can just come up with and say, because I'm a master of the elements, I'm master of the element of air, I can do these things. As long as the game master's okay with it, you're okay with it. You know what? You got rank two, it costs 20 points. If you want to make a bubble around yourself, or we'll say a three meter bubble that lasts 10 minutes, go for it. You know, I can all see game master going, oh my God, this was supposed to be challenging. So no, you know, I don't I like that's why you know yeah the more I think about it, more I like the power flux but anyway it's for generalized abilities psionics unrestricted shape shifters I like the yeah, unrestricted right divine yep. or infernal creatures 
Characters that embody an aspect like a guardian of time, because again, the idea is generic and mm-hmm. highly creative players. This is what scares me more than anything. Yep. <laughs> like, I, I, I want my shirt. I want my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, your player agency shirt, huh? Yeah, my player um, agency shirt. I want that. Oh, oh there's going to be a part in this chapter where we're going to talk about player agency. Oh, goody. So Power Flux is ideal for advanced technology, downloadable knowledge programs, nature-based shapeshifters, superheroes, techno-mages, and players that enjoy game mechanics. Yes. And the power variation is ideal for paranormal characters with highly restricted abilities, partial or novice shapeshifters, energy... You know, the more I hear, I think I'd like this one. Because this is just mathing it all out. Hold on, Mm -hmm. hold on. I got to see if I can do this. I got to see if I can do that. This is already mathed out for you. You've gone into the game with it mathed out. I think I'd prefer this one. Uh, energy allocation of vehicles and ships. Divert all power to shields! Spellbook-based sorcerers with limited spell slots, technology with multiple but finite functions, and characters that only need a little flexibility. And I, yeah, I like this one the most. Should have read that it's one. It's the easiest. I mean, uh, it's, 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 it's easiest open. overall for both GMs and players. While still allowing diversity of, of thought yeah, and well, play. W- well, what, what it does is it, it gives the players more powers. You just can't have them all at once, right? But you have the ability to get all these powers. They're all mapped out at the beginning, but you can only use two, three of them, one, two, three of them at a time because you have to divert power or cast the spell or do whatever. And the game master already knows everything you can do, so it's a lot harder for you to accidentally break his game which can be easily done with, with dynamic powers, just easily game breaking, <laughs> or, or it just turns into arguments. That's you know, yeah, I'm more yeah. scared of the arguments than the game breaking. Cause a good game asking is just say no. And then the players can be like, why did I spend 10, 20, 30 points on this then? Cause you're stupid. Uh, <laughs> because you're trying to min max. Oh, look at that segue. Uh, oh, it talks about, talks about min maxing in here. We're, we're not going to spend too much time unless you really care to talk about min maxing. Pretty much. It says that, uh, Min-maxing isn't necessarily a problem because in anime, a lot of characters are min-maxed, but you know what? If you're trying to win at a role-playing game, you might not be playing it for the right reasons. Yeah. Um, balance is a myth. That is absolutely true, and that's one of my favorite things from Earth Dawn is when yep. Blue Prosperity came out and was like, no, these aren't supposed to be balanced. Anime tropes. I'm going to let you do this one because okay. you're, you're, we don't have to read each and every one of them, but you can talk no. about the ones that interest you. Okay. Uh, There are numerous common background character or plot elements that recur in many anime and manga series. Note that some of the best series avoid overusing them since many have now become cliche. You can incorporate a few of them into your character concepts for a distinct Besom flavor. Okay. Attack phrases. Oh, this is, this is in a lot of anime, you know, Kamehameha. um, But what is it the dude that Ultraman says before he turns into Ultraman? I forget. I completely forget. I, I haven't watched the actual Ultraman since I was a small child. Uh, cute androids. Uh, these are robots made in the image of humans, except they are usually attractive, super strong, and durable. First oh. feature anime why do you think Japanese one. make sex robots? Yep. This is why. Cat, cat girls. <laughs> obvious trope. Uh, let's see. Oh, key powers, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. That's By the way, drag, I, I was showing this to my wife today, this Ben Shonen. 
and the next yep. page has been shown in, except for she did not like one of them. So we'll talk about that when we get to the art in the next page. Great. Okay. Uh, collateral damage. I want to read that one because that's okay. that, that doesn't fit the rest. Of, one of these is not like the other type. Talking about Godzilla, man. Gojira. Inspired by the tradition of Japanese monster movies, many anime do not shrink from showing the massive destruction that giant robots, big guns can inflict on an urban landscape. Fair enough. The GM should remember that any shot that misses his intended target is going to land somewhere. <laughs> and when a 60-foot tall robot falls over, it is going to land everywhere, <laughs> including buildings, cards, and people. A heroic robot pilot may feel less heroic after they find the battle destroyed in neighborhood the next, and the next time uh, may take risks to lure the enemy away from the civilians. This is very much an in-genre. In more comedic fare on oops, it's not our fault. This regard for such damage is usual. Yeah, okay. I can see that now. Cute pets, sure. Okay. Um, this is the picture you're talking about. Let me guess. Yes. She didn't like the one with the horns? Nope. No, she said this is all all right. She didn't like this blonde. Oh, you can't see my uh, cursor. I don't have cursor turn on it. But this this blonde dude, the one the prominent blonde dude right here. It's like, no, that that that's the one that falls out of the mold of the quote unquote beautiful boy. Why is that? Because apparently this isn't beautiful, but I don't know. I'm not Japanese. I don't do it. No, she didn't explain it. She, she didn't give you her words she, that you can just she, pair it. She just said that it isn't like the other ones would be considered the beautiful boy. What was that term again? Uh, 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 Bishonen. Yeah. Uh, this, this one would not. Okay. Uh, he, he actually does re remind me more of Ichigo than, than, uh, than uh, a, a character from say a, a phone app. Which is usually Saber Expert says, uh, "Yeah, the foreground blonde guy is more bad boy than beautiful boy, probably." Yeah, ich Ichigo Kurosaki from uh, from Bleach. That's what he reminds me of. Uh, dying speeches, elves, face cuts. Yes, the, if if you're a if you are a grizzled veteran or evil, you have you have facial scars of some kind. Uh, giant piloted robot, sure. Ghosts, kendo. Yes. Uh, idol singers. Yes. Hyperdimensional hammer. What now? In comedy, uh, in comedy anime. anime shows, a common sight gag is for a jealous character, usually female, who has been offended. Oh, by, yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Never mind. Yeah. I hate that. That's my, what's my worst. That's the worst <laughs> thing ever. Even and, better than body morphism? Yeah. Yeah. Or whatever uh, it's called for the, for the speed. Magical fox spirits. Sure. That's good. Late for school, obviously. Main gun. Uh, yep. Gundam had a had a, a Gundam wing. One of my one of my favorite Gundam series had the had the uh, the Super Buster Cannon. This uh, is the thing that this as a BattleTech fan, this just absolutely I I hate this. I hate this one. Mecha children because I see Mecha as a combat vehicle. You take years of training. You don't throw a sixteen year old like freaking Iron Eagle bullshit. Sorry, segment one. <laughs> you don't. You no no. No, no, no. But then again, to be fair, what do I hate in almost all anime or TV shows that exist? The Wesley Crusher Syndrome. With the exception of Ender's Game, I can't stand teenage kids doing anything right. Because I know teenage kids and they don't do anything right. No, no. And, and even when they're smart enough, they, they don't have the experience to use that knowledge correctly. But uh, the, the whole mecha children trope thing, I, there are a bunch of, of anime out there where uh this this particular power source that that uh that is used for the 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 combat mecha can only be powered by by uh you know girls under under the age of 14 or something like but that Hawkman, no you can't no no you can't you cannot get in a fighter jet at age 
8 and start learning how to fly it. No. Mecha are combat vehicles. They're not street cars. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. All right. Uh, Mecha inventors choosing between girls next door versus exotic girlfriends. That's common, right? Mecha bases, naughty tentacles. I knew that was coming. I mean, <laughs> where, where has that been all my life, right? Naughty tentacles. Nosebleeds. I hate that one. Um, Oni, of course. Yeah. Demons and such. Uh, public bass and hot springs. That's what SDF. Self oh, the self-defense forces. Yep. Yeah. Every, every, well, uh, well, this every is mecha, real. Mecha type anime has an, an, uh, a, a, a defense force of some kind. So, so let, let me real quickly, uh, uh, the SDF is real. And the reason it's called self-defense yeah. forces is because by Japanese constitution, they're, they're not allowed, not to, allowed they're, well, no, they're not allowed to engage in offensive operations. Mm. They're allowed which to protect themselves, which is, which is, that's why one of the reasons we're in Japan. <laughs> Although they are trying to change their constitution now. And I think, you know, after 70 some years, they should be probably allowed to do that. Yeah, fine. Whatever. School uniforms, again, big trope. Uh, terrible. Well, it's tropes, real. Yes. They, they all wear them over there. Transformation sequences. Yes. The whole transformation sequence is seen everywhere. Uh, Dragon Ball Z, it's the screaming, changing. Uh, Sailor Moon is a cool little spinny thing with the, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. The transforming, transforming Mecca. Again, that, that's another trope. That's a good one. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, uh, th these these are all things that uh, that you can uh, make part of your character if it fits your specific uh, vision. And it's trying to give you the concept. Of yeah, it's trying to give the, you the at the very trope. least ideas. Yep. But at the very most, oh my god, that's it. That's what I was thinking of. And if, if it gives you that, then great. A little. Uh sidebar to what the what's on the screen now so uh uh not exactly accurate but either way whatever um is uh uh greenish mean time is uh gmt right so it's plus nine japan is on india time and when i worked in japan first time somebody came up to me and said hey i need this at 1500 india i was like why do i care about what the hell is going on in india because the world clock is actually uh, you know alpha bravo charlie blah 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 right and right. I do almost everything in my life in Zulu time or UTC because that's the center of the damn world. And when you're talking globally, you need people to be on the same time. So I do, I do Zulu time. So I understand the world clock, but it drove me nuts because they always been, okay, I need you here at uh, 10 a.m. I 10 a.m. What? <laughs> Just say local, damn it. Because uh, it got confusing with uh, actual India. And oh, by the way, when you work in Asia, you sometimes deal with the country, India. <laughs> Fair sure. enough. A little... Uh, I'm not going to go through all the little boards of Tokyo and so forth. I don't care. Yeah, it's just giving a, a general background of Tokyo, some some general knowledge. Uh, Police and justice. They smack you on the head with billy clubs. Saw it. I saw it. Don't say, it doesn't happen. Little motorcycle. And they caught him. Like, pop, 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 pop. I was like, that dude got fucked up. <laughs> uh, the Yakuza... Um, a little story about Japan when I was there. Uh, I, I swim. Well, I used to swim before COVID. And uh, you can you could not go to a Japanese indoor pool, like, you know, a club, whatever you want to call it, gym, um, if you had tattoos. Or if you did, you had to cover them up. So uh, my coworker was a Marine. And in order for him to go swimming, he had to wear, basically wear a full body suit because he had a couple of Marine tattoos. Wait, a couple Marine tattoos? Yeah, he had one, like, uh, on his back shoulder. And one on his arm, I think. Mm. I mean, he didn't wear like like ankles to to neck. It was just it was like a, a it's like 
a shorts and and uh, tank top like combo thingy. Hmm. I don't know. He was a professional swimmer anyway. Um, advice for players. All right. Again, gonna kind of run through this because this is stuff anybody should know playing a role playing game. But I just want to show that it's in the book. You want to sure. be in, innovative in your character design. And this is one of the arguments that I'm that I'm actually getting into a lot uh, <laughs> with some of the tropes. Like, I find it very interesting. Oh yeah, when we talk about our second winner, uh, was it sh- smashed? He put this. Like, I find it interesting to have an orc merchant as an interesting trope. It's not interesting anymore because everybody does it. Everybody's playing the emo kid that nobody understands, except for all the 500 black trench coat wearing emo kids sitting around him. Really? Just because you're 180 degrees from the opposite doesn't mean that you're interesting. You can be something interesting while still following tropes or using tropes. Just be an interesting person. Uh, defects and weaknesses are absolutely something that's interesting. And that's, that's one of the things I always try to put into one of my characters. The most recent one where this is a, just a relevant example, probably nobody here is remember, or would remember, but if uh, Liliandra was still here, she'd know that we, uh, for Star Wars, the older... Uh, yeah, Star Wars The Old Republic, the MMO, we used to roleplay before the game came out on forums. And my character always had a weakness of going too far. And I needed somebody to pull me back in. It was my roleplay trope to get the other characters involved. As an example, I would always go too far, but as soon as somebody pulled me back, I let the person you know, pull me back. And it started building a bond between the characters and so forth. Think of things that are weaknesses that aren't game-breaking weaknesses. Um, one I wrote up in one of the chats was, I played a dwarf. He was a follower of Merkel. In Forgotten Realms. Sorry, Merkel. Forgotten Realms. What? The Merkel. God of Undead. The God of Undead. Well, Merkel was killed by Sirik. Well, when my, when my dwarf realized that gods could die, he became despondent. And he was kind of depressing. He was a teetotaler. He was kind of not what you'd consider a dwarf. Except for, I mean, he was still a dwarf. The dwarves didn't think so. And he was damn near suicidal. Not in detriment to the group before the group. If you had a lame brain idea... Well, you know, I'm, I may as well do it, because what? If gods can die, pfft, so can I. Who cares, right? Let's go. Let's, let's do it. No, 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 hold on. We need to plan this out better. All right, plan it out better. You just, just tell me what to do. You know, sure, was that truly playing the typical, stereotypical dwarf? No. But I was still, I still had my aversions to magic. I still had, you know, the basic tropes that come with a dwarf as well. My point being is that you can come up with character ideas that might be a little outside the norm without just going, I'm 180 degrees different. I'm a dwarf wizard who loves to drink wine. I hate battle axes and I'm allergic to iron. No. Go beyond a clone. There you go. Inspired by a particular anime series. Yeah, be inspired by TV shows. Don't just clone it. Those are also yeah. boring characters. Yeah, I, I don't know how many times in a Champions campaign someone tried to make a Superman clone or a, like I I, I kind of did it in our in our Champions group. But, you know, after I made my character, I tried to steer away. But I, I wanted I wanted some aspects of Superman because that's what I wanted to play or a Green Lantern clone. It's it's better to try and go your own way a little bit like you want to you want to have the feel and effect of superman try a different way try a different way to do that the, the and to do that to help you is the the character defects that's that's a that is very important to your role play experience it it doesn't have to be game breaking or or uh, or gimping or anything like that but a, a character defect 
even even one as simple as as a, an anime and manga trope of whenever you talk to girls you get a bloody nose whatever you know it it has no effect on on your hit points your health it has no no effect on dice uh japanese girls are used to that in anime so it, it doesn't actually affect any social standing either it's just a character defect that you get to role play that that's that's part of you and it's fine so um schism navigator has been posting in there some stuff um i'm not going to say it out loud it just doesn't belong in segment one that could i mean we could talk about in segment two but i'm not going to talk about in segment one if you have actual definitive information on that uh, Schism Navigator, uh, I would like to see it because, you know, uh, the developer, Mark McKinnon, came on our show and he was a very nice guy. Uh, he treated us respectfully, especially since, you know, we can have some very disrespectful videos out there. Um, but, you know, at the same time, if something like that is true and not just rumor... I'd like to know about it, but I, I don't like to, there's enough rumor and there's enough craziness out there that I, I don't like to, uh, to engage in that directly. I'd, I'd hope that what you said isn't true or is a misunderstanding. Hmm. All right. All right uh, uh, emotion is, emotion is real. I got to read that. Hang on. Emotion is real. Uh, playing through an engaging adventure, especially those of a long-running campaign with the same characters, may invoke surprisingly raw emotions as the events unfold. Everyone expresses emotions differently, and although some players may view a game with a sense of third-person detachment, others may be much more invested and sensitive to the storyline. Oh my god, I hate these players. Unexpected emotions are real and should be treated by all players with compassion and understanding. No, you should butch up, you sissy boy! So, so... I, when I roleplay, and I have not been able to do this anytime recently just because the players around me aren't, uh, aren't this type, I like to fully immerse myself in my character. I'm the type of person that if I'm mad, I will pound the table and I will scream. I'm the type of person that if my character is sad or despondent, I will actually, you know, I can't usually well up a tear, but I will try to act like I'm crying and stutter my voice and sniffle and so forth. I, I try to roleplay the part, but you know what I am? I'm an adult. Yes. And there's nothing in the game that can hurt me. Exactly. It, this right here is is speaking to all the all the little little douchebags out there that uh, their their character lost that plus five sword and and now they they're so pissed off they can't even play anymore. Just they're, they're, they're rage quit and then run away. You know what? Later. See ya. you. Said naughty poo poo words to me. Yep. Get out. I don't feel this is safe. Then okay, go that, somewhere that, safe. That that segment two stuff. I got it because yeah. I'm about and, to and go. Go somewhere safe. Embrace failure. There you go. There you go. The, the thing about role-playing games that a lot of people don't understand is if you can't win, you also can't lose. You can die. No, That's your character can losing. die. That's not the same as losing. You can die heroically. Win the day by, by sacrificing your life to save the world. That is a win condition in a lot of anime. That's a win condition in a lot of games. And I, 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 need, I need to say this because not because I know you know what you're saying, but you don't die. Your character dies. You're totally, even if you are invested like I am with my character, where I try to get into the eyes and ears and emotional right. content. If that character dies, I don't seppuku. No, I, <laughs> no, because you know, you want, you wonder because you're an adult and you understand how, how uh, fantasy works. But yeah, I mean, uh, uh, ju just because your character did not did not succeed, as long as you're not dead, you're you haven't lost, because you can't lose at a role playing game. You can't win. You can't lose. 
So trust the game master. That that's the thing. If you don't trust the game master is is, uh, is treating you square and giving you a fair shot at character victories, then you're not going to have fun. You're you're going to be constantly paranoid. That's why I can't play with Max Liao. <laughs> with with him game master or anything, I don't trust him because he has proven untrustworthy. So I can't trust I him. Uh, flip, the flip, flip side to that one is yep. remember when we were talking before about dynamic powers and how uh, they they can uh, either break the game or they can break an intent. Yep. How I proved myself untrustworthy was because uh, I'm not gonna say it was shenanigans because I don't think it was intentionally sneaky. Ha ha ha! Happened behind my back kind of thing. But what you were able to do was not the intent of what I wanted to have happen. So yes, I denied it. Yeah, the problem is that uh, the j j just just like the problem you said was going to happen, if you agree to it and then are sorry about that, that's not my fault. That's your fault. That's the game master's fault for agreeing to let it happen. And if you can't control it, I'm now, not. I'm not going to let myself be manipulated by somebody who who uses either uh, a, a shenanigans play or a potential shenanigans play. That uh, just because I didn't see it coming does not mean that I was in the wrong. My intent yep. was for that to take time. It ended up not taking time. Therefore, I denied it. So yep. that was intent Lost over the, the okay. well, spirit mastering. of law over the letter of the law. Oh, 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 you, you, should, you should read this. You need this one. Okay. Game mastering. Both, yep. Both positive <laughs> and negative feedback is essential to create an exceptional gaming experience. Well, first of all, after every session, a game that I run, I always ask, hey, what'd you guys think? What could be, uh, what'd you like? What'd you dislike? What could, you, uh, what could I do better? What do you think you guys need more of? So on and so forth. I, I do that after every session. I, I can't, I, I can't do it after every session. It's uh th there are some things that once set in motion in a, in a particular adventure scenario, a group of uh, a small character, small uh, uh, story arcs that cannot be changed once set in motion. So you, I, I, I ask after every significant uh, arc of the story, because then trajectories can be changed then I can start, I can start changing things based on feedback. But in the, in the middle of a story that I've already started, I can't change trajectory because people don't like this certain aspect of it. I can't, I, I can't rewrite it on the fly. Where Shad's are now. You said story about 18 times. There. I want to see him freak out and you never freaks out on you. He always goes off on me well, when yeah, you're the, yeah. when you're the one that's actually the, that he should have a problem with. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, the, the, that's just it. You know I mean? especially the old module adventures. There's really no leeway. Like, I don't like the way this is going out. Well, I don't know what to tell you, dude. It's written down right here. I don't know what to tell you. I, I, mean, I never run a module as I'm just saying, ever. I'm just as an example there, there's, you know, you're in the middle of that module and people are like, Oh, I don't like the way this module is turning out. Well, I can't rewrite the whole thing. You know, so, so, so Saber middle, expert, when I ask it, I, I ask it, I, I don't ask, I'm not sitting down having a two-hour conversation session zero again. It's like, what'd you like, what'd you didn't like? Hey, man, you know, co combat was a little slow today. I think we had too many of them. Or, hey, uh, you know, it'd be really awesome if our characters could have time at an inn, or if we could talk to a priest of this or whatever. You know, just things that, uh, I agree with Heathen Dog in the fact that if I have something set in motion, you're not changing it. But if there's something I'm missing, like I'm not giving you time to roleplay, or I'm taking too much time to roleplay, or I didn't let you get the battle axe that you wanted that I promised you 59 years ago or something. You know, maybe I can work that in somehow. I, I absolutely entertain those conversations, but it's a quick conversation. It's like, yeah, uh, I mean, you, know, you know what, Max? You didn't seem like you're in it today. You were really boring and, you know, just kind of, you're all just kind of here. Oh, okay. Next time I'll try to remember to keep my energy up. 
things like that. Okay. Well, but a lot of the examples you gave are those things vary from session to session. Some yes. sessions have a lot of combat. Some sessions are not. Yep. Some some sessions are going to be story heavy. Some are going to be mechanics heavy. You know, so getting feedback day to day like that for stuff like that is basically useless. It helps me because each each day is going to be different. It helps me. So, <laughs> all right. Well, that is the end of chapter twelve. And we're not uh, next week. Uh, we'll go over to game mastering so quickly because I've already looked at this, and it just pretty much says what a game master does. Most people watching this should know this. So what we're going to spend most of our time on next week is going to be, oh, still game mastering. Advice for GMs. Okay, here we go. The multiverse. We're going to spend most of our oh, time on yeah. the multiverse because Bessem comes with the multiverse. You don't have to play with it, but it comes with a multiverse. We're going to talk about the multiverse, and ultimately we're going to finish the book next week. We're going to give you our rating of the game, what we think about it. I'm guessing you're still going to do the five-star system, or you don't have to. I'm going to use the old Legion Myth version of the D20 system. But either way, you're going to get our ratings of the game. It'll be understandable. Oh. Yep. See, see? Look at that. Shadzar's gone. He didn't call you out a single time. Yet, if I even post something on our Discord one time, like, oh, he's like, ah, start! He has this freaking meltdown. All right. I hope he's here for segment two, because that's what we're going to be talking about. Isn't that a good tangent? Let's get that off the screen. So, uh, any final comments from you with regard to uh, we talked about playing the game? Okay. Uh, I I like that uh, that that whole section was trying to help not just the player, but the game master as well. Help guide the player in, in creating or or role-playing the character, either how they see it in their mind or, or giving them ideas to flesh out their vision to make it, to make it easier to play uh, either, you know, uh, mechanically or, you know, you know, act or, or acting, you know, role-playing your character, acting it out. I, I like that uh, that whole section was geared toward assistance. It wasn't about rules. It was just, assistance they've had enough rules. and didn't say do this do that exactly, it's like, consider exactly. this consider there, that yeah. there, there were no hard rules in there uh you, you had enough rules in the beginning of the book right making your character you have all the rules you should be able to mechanically play your character this section was not about that this section was about flavor this the the, the section was was about uh about putting your vision on paper and the whole thing was to help you complete that objective and i liked it it was fine I don't, right. I don't like dynamic powers at all. <laughs> at I all. understand. I understand the purpose. I, I also, you know, it, it says right in there, if the game master doesn't want to use them, don't. Guess yeah. guess which two GMs aren't going to yeah. do. Yeah. There we go. That's the goddamn freaking yeah. So, um, so I want to tell everybody one last time, if you are watching on Twitch right now, if you are interested in possibly winning a tabletop role-playing book, you might want to swap over to the YouTube version of this. In about a minute or two, don't do it now because I noticed that the stuff goes away. Don't do it now. But in about a minute or so, because we're going to give time to that are on the YouTube, uh, the Twitch side to switch over to YouTube. We're going to have you all type in like the letter F or something in a chat. We're going to find out who pops up. We're going to grab all those names. I'm going to put it in the randomizer and we're going to give away the third tabletop RPG book. You know what? You know what? <laughs> if, if everyone in chat in YouTube chat puts in a single letter, any letter. If they happen to, uh, to be able to time it, 
to create the word farts or butts, <laughs> I will throw in another book. Oh, look at that. <laughs> look at that. If you can time it to make farts, F-A-R-T-S or butts, B-U-T-T-S, I will throw in another book. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Super can't experts particip- can't participate in the contest anyway. Why? Why? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Oh, he's, uh, he's from, uh, Quebecistan. Oh, oh, what you, you, you can't send him a PDF. It's illegal. Apparently. Quebec, you know, the <laughs> worst part of Canada. I mean, Canada's not bad. Looks like you're giving something away, dude. <laughs> Canada's not bad, but, uh, but, but Quebec is like self-hating Canadians. It's, One more. It's, they're, they're the worst. They're, they're, they're just the worst. Well, you have an I mean, aversion to all things French anyway. Yeah, so, Canadi- and then it's French Canadian. Yeah. Ca- Canadian, uh, Canadians are good, decent folks. People, you have to say want- that you're like one mile from Canada. <laughs> I know. I, I, I live 15 minutes from Canada. There you go. You yeah. owe a book. Yeah. But, uh, uh, no, it has to be in, uh, in, uh, uh, in, in the YouTube part. It is. F A R T S from Ravenslayer, Christopher Kramer. F A R R T. Oh, I did. Oh, nope. I thought that was a T. Never mind. Nope. Oh. They didn't do it. They didn't do it. Yep. Didn't, but right. uh, yeah, uh, self-hating Canadians. That that's that's just uh, Quebecians right there. Self-hating Canadians. Yeah, but every time Marhawkman, every time they have that vote, they turn it down. But anyway, all right. Well, I can't read. It's not spelling. It's the reading part. Okay, I'm gonna give maybe about thirty seconds to a minute more, and then I'm gonna start taking the name. So everybody, just start mashing letters into YouTube, yep. so that okay. uh, that I can get you in the randomizer. I'm going to go to the little heathen dog's room while, while he is randomizing. And I am going to put this on the screen so you can see what I'm doing. Boom. Using this random name picker. All right. Yep. Anybody, you can type anything you want. If you just want to type a letter, dude, please don't get us kicked off YouTube. Don't start typing in curse words and so forth. Yeah, comma, comma, pipe, comma. There you go. <laughs> I wish California was to see it. I think we all do. All right, I'll give a few more seconds for people. Remember, if you're on YouTube, go ahead and type. If you want to win or potentially win a t- tabletop role-playing game, you know, subject to the rules and conditions of the contest, which are uh, on our website. But, uh, and I, we can talk about that. Given it's just like, I think, in my neck of the world, in. Eh? Well, I'm from Minnesota originally, and he's uh, he's in uh, Michigan. So, yeah. I'm like Canadian cold. He's actually closer to Canada, which is funny. Okay, if you haven't typed in, I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give a 10 second countdown here, and then uh, if you haven't typed in, too bad. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. And zero, I am grabbing all the names. And if your name doesn't show up, I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm not making this list. YouTube is making it for me. And I have to remove Legion of Myth. All right. I can remove Heathen Dog. Oh, no, Christopher Nolan screwed up for everybody. What do you mean? I'm sorry, no, 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 not, not, not Christopher Nolan. Uh, Nathaniel Boris. How do you do that? Christopher Kramer 
had B-U-T-T-S, but Nathaniel got in right after the B. <laughs> Interrupted it. Okay, are you ready? So here are the names. That's those. Uh, if anybody else typed in and didn't get a uh, name on there, sorry, but uh, these are the ones that YouTube picked up. And I'm looking on there real quickly, and it doesn't look like, this does look like all of them. Okay, here we go. And survey says. Oh, wow, this is. Streamlabs. No. <laughs> Apparently, I forgot to remove one. You didn't take, you didn't take the friggin' bot out? Come on. Well, I took you out, and I took uh, Legion Myth out. So we're going to do that again. We're going to pick That's another funny. name. Let's try that again. All right. <laughs> that is awesome. Pro streamer, oh. baby. Pro streamer. The Baldahar. Oh, really? Baldahar. Let me guess. Baldahar is going to give it up because he doesn't play these games. Baldahar, you know. You have to give it to somebody. To take it. Take it and like it. <laughs> All right. So the Baldahar is going to learn how to play role-playing games. <laughs> I'm, wait I'm waiting to see what he puts in the chat. The YouTube's chat is a little slower than the Twitch yeah. side. I can take it. Okay. Uh, we'll we'll talk later. I have to think about if you. So here's the deal: drive through RPG. If you want, if you need a physical copy off of a reputable site like is in the actual Palladium site or the Free League Publishing site or something like that, as long as shipping isn't stupid, uh, I will consider that for you. But the official rules do say drive through RPG. You can get a physical copy. It doesn't have to be a PDF, but it has to be off a of drive through RPG. But we can talk later. So. And of course, it can't be from Paizo, from Watsi, or yeah, yeah, somewhere else. No fifth edition, third, third, fourth, fifth edition D and D, and no, uh, no Paizo anything. Right. I just want to make sure, so I don't forget. Uh, I don't know how I'd forget there was Baldahar, but bend over and take it like a man, Baldahar. That's right. Take your free book and like it, you son of a. We'll have to get him Hero Kids so he can learn how to role play like a child. There you go. Hero Kids is a great system to learn on. It's really easy, great for beginners, especially you, Baldahar. It's for ages four to ten, so you just meet the mark. Ravens are so wanted a copy of Vason. Well, maybe enough bribery to Baldahar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can get Baldahar to uh, choose that book and then uh, sell, sell it to you on the cheap, or it'll uh, fall off a truck. Or something. All right. Are you ready for our segment two for today? We take care. I am we got, probably we did... not ready. Probably, probably not. Ready. not. <laughs> okay. Let's get the segment two up. There's no actual web page or anything for this one because we're just going to have a conversation. If somebody okay. wants to pop in, uh, I well, we'll see. Again, Shadzar. Oh, Shadzar's there. How, how come Shadzar completely ignored everything you said about story gaming, but is now back? Because he was doing something else. I mean, that's that's the 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 luck of the heathen dog. Luck is one of my skills. I see. All right. So when we talk about today in segment two, a couple of videos have gone around. Of course, if anybody's been on our Discord, they know Shad's our posts about this crap all the time. Um, but there have been a couple of videos going around, and and there's like this, there's this, I don't want to call it a fight. There's this difference. In uh, tabletop role-playing games right now, where it's storytelling games versus role-playing games. Sure. Now, going all the way back, Dungeons & Dragons was based off a of chainmail. 
which was based off of, for lack of a better term, games like Warhammer and so forth, much before that time, but, you know, just miniature war fighting games, right? Sure. There's no role playing in them. You just put your, your pieces on a board and you start moving. Then came Chainmail, then came Dungeons and Dragons, then came the plethora of games after that. In the concept of, uh, so like for me, and I think you fit with this as well, Heathen Dog, correct me if I'm wrong. We got, if not our first experience, our greatest experience from uh, Dun second edition Dungeons and Dragons, right? Yes. Okay. Well, d definitely first experience, yes, for me. Okay, my first experience was actually with Basic, but... Okay. I played I basic later. So yeah. yeah. I played basic first, Advanced Dungeons Dragons second, but I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't really understand things and so forth. The first real game I got into is Battletech, and that's gonna come up, you know, that's why my name's Max Liao. Um and then I went back into Dungeons and Dragons with second edition and stayed ever since. Um so when we played Dungeons and Dragons, you know, we had started to or we really liked reading the Dragonlance books mm -hmm. and we wanted to emulate that, especially as soon as we found out that those people sat around a table and played those characters and turned it into a novel. Do you think that every word they sat at and said at that table was exactly trans directly transcribed into the books? No. no. But if you get the annotated chronicles or the or yeah, annotated chronicles, you'll actually see commentary in there about how, yeah, I remember when uh Niles blah 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 did this and oh, I remember how creepy he was with that voice and it just gave Rayson such a feeling, you know, you know, things like that. Yes, that is what I want out of a role-playing game. Yes. I want to be able to tell a novel out of a role-playing game. And I'm going to tell this to all you fucking people out there. You're like, oh, that's not role-playing. Fuck you, it is role-playing. That's what role-playing is. It is sitting around a fucking table and telling a fucking story. You don't like it? Come at me, bro. Fuck you. You're stupid. I'm talking to you, Urbanski. I like most of your videos. Oh, yeah, there's a disclaimer. Read that shit. I like you, Urbanski, but you're fucking wrong about this puritanical bullshit. You're not actually role-playing. No. I am role-playing, and I'm actually playing a role-playing game properly. I even put it on our Discord. Um, I attack the orc. Okay, roll the dice. I rolled the dice. Okay, I got a 14. Oh, a 14 hits armor class 7. You hit the orc. I have just told a story. I told a story of my character hitting the orc. Everything involved in role-playing is fucking storytelling. Now, where, and, I'm, and I cussed out Urbanski, but now I'm going to agree with him. And, and all the other weirdos out there. If, where the problem comes in is when, for whatever reason, the players become more important than the world. I'm sorry, not the players. Characters become more important than the world. Where the players become more important than the game master. Where plot armor comes in. Where, uh, um... Uh, where, oh, I'm going to fudge this die roll all the time because I have to have the characters win. Or, I'm an evil asshole GM, and I need the characters to lose, so I'm going to wipe them out with a already pre-programmed TPK <laughs> by death squirrels or something. Because a, a smart party would run away from a Tarask. You know? sure. uh, yes, that is where storytelling goes wrong. Before that point, us sitting around the table, we are telling a story. Don't like it? Don't fucking care, because that's what's happening. I, I challenge you. Challenge you. Come on segment two right now and tell me how sitting around the table, when the game master says, okay, uh, there's a door in front of you, I search for traps. Okay, you, uh, roll, oh, you found the traps. Uh, okay, uh, I try to disarm the trap. Okay, you roll. Oh, you didn't disarm it. Uh, you Now you feel a pinprick in your finger, and you take 
Roll three points of damage, but you know it's a lingering effect. How is that not telling a story? The fuck is wrong with you? Shads are posting. Ah, there goes the storyteller. Oh my god! Clip that. I don't fucking care. <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't say it doesn't like that, but yeah, uh, it, it, he he does he does have a hatred of the idea of story, but the idea of story permeates the 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 entire role playing genre, and it has for the last forty years. I mean, that's that's exactly what it is inappropriate characters there you go um i i've only watched it one time i welcome yeah. it i'd love to go on there and tell them where they're all fucking retarded because the yeah, thing is the, i the like thing them is, hang on the 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 thing is uh even warhammer 40k and 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 uh battle tech when when you're when you're playing on the table right there each game could take hours but and it's all based on roles and it's 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 all based on on you know distances and all that stuff it's all seems very mechanical it all it all seems very uh role as an r-o-l-l playing and yes it is but it's I, i'll, I'll counter that when you're done it's also a story because if you look in the lore which there's a plethora of of both battletech in particular the lore is pervasive and deep Oh, no, no, I'm going to play devil's advocate because I agree with you 100%. No, it's just robots on a, on, a, on a hex grid and all you're doing is just rolling dice. Fuck that. Ask Von Zark. Von Zark is the person I've known on our Discord the longest. I literally went to high school with him. So I've known him for like 30 years, right? We used to actually, when we played Battletech, he would, you know, we played different houses, but I was typically House Liao. So I was always the despondent beatdown guy. And I played House Liao back when it was more Russian than Chinese because, you know, I have a background in Russian history and language and so forth. And of course, the capitalist pig, why are we, we are going to destroy you today. You know, you know things like that. I, yes. And we would actually play the robots, and I'm saying robots intentionally now, but we'd play the mechs as if they had pilots in them. No pilot. So I went to a tournament one time. It was a low-level tournament, but it was a tournament where somebody made his own mech. And he made his mech with 30 small lasers. A mech that could not fire. It'd fire one time and required overheat. to be shut. Yeah. It'd, sh- it'd overheat for a minimum of two turns. And the guy was like, so what? It's, it's, I will, by odds, I will get criticals and I will destroy anything in front of me. It's like, no, that is not a viable mech. No military would make that mech. Well, I don't care. It's just a board game. No, it is not. It's a board game with, look at the books behind, which, which row are they on in this picture? Whatever row they're on. There they are, right there behind my head. I can't fucking do this backward. Whatever. Um, yeah, you got the books, right? That's only going until like 1990s stuff because I stopped collecting it then. They have more, they have rows upon rows of lore and canon for the game. Some of it is silly, don't get me wrong, but that is how it's meant to be played. When I'm a capellan in my mech, I am worried about resources, I am worried about dying, and I play mechs that fit the capellan confederation. I don't pick panthers because that belongs to House Karita. Now, I'm not saying if you don't do that, you're playing it wrong. My point being is that, yes, there's story in that. And the story of my four mechs going against, we'll say, Heathen Dog's four mechs and, and how we fought tooth and nail and how my panther came around the ridge and how his Vindicator, actually the other way around, I'd be using Vindicator, jumped on my head and I didn't see it coming. I, yes, that is why we play these games. Yeah, but it gets, it's deeper than that, it's, it, especially in, uh, in Warhammer 40K and Battletech. Why are you even fighting in the first place? Why are you there? Resources. Or he said poo-poo words to my face about my leader, so I had to get avenge, uh, get vengeance. Or Story. I was paid to. I'm a mercenary. I was just paid to come here. What do you want? 
also story. That's a story. <laughs> Re resource expansion is based on the lore. That's a story. Uh, you, you're, yeah, an, an, an assassin killed your killed your commander, and now you have to go and and uh, your government has ordered retaliation. That's a story. The the story brought you to that grid hex battlefield or wherever you are right now. Mm -hmm. You are involved in a story, whether you want to close your eyes to it or not. Exactly. The story's all around you. You want to ignore it? That's fine. You're, how you how can you do it? I, I challenge anybody to tell me how they can ignore that. You you are the one having the lesser of experiences because of it. You're the one shortchanging yourself by ignoring the story, even in these grid-based rolled battle type games. These I don't, I don't games. know what Shadzar is talking about. Because I wanted to paint anime mechs and, and choose Tao and Jason to chose Blood Angels and we fight to the death. Okay, but wait, wait, wait a minute. Hold on. Fuck the horse. That's it. What are D4 turns? I don't know what he's talking about. That's not BattleTech. <laughs> oh, oh, Horus Heresy and the and the D four turns. Um, I don't know what that is. I don't know. I don't know what he's talking about either. But because uh, that's not BattleTech. Oh, oh, oh. oh uh, Sh uh, Shadzar War Warhammer forty k Warhammer forty oh. k is what he's talking about. Um, he 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 just likes it because he doesn't have to acknowledge the story, and you don't in those in those tabletop grid battle games. To play the game effectively, you don't need to acknowledge the right. story. It's still there, but, though. Yeah, that's 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 the and, problem. And you're that, still creating it every time you roll the dice and make yes, a move. Yes. Whether you are victorious or not is not the story. How it unfolded is the story you are creating. There's a story that brought you to that battlefield. You are creating the rest of the story when you fight the battle. If you want to ignore it, and you're you are in a a a, a grid based battle type game, you can and still play the game and still have fun. Mm -hmm. But when you get to other role playing games, R O L E playing games, you cannot ignore the story and play the game effectively. You or can't. properly, I will say properly. No, no, no. I'm even going to say effectively. Well, no, both 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 are right. If you are an no, no, they're different. You can play the game properly and not effectively. You can play the game right, effectively. No, I, and not I agree. With you. I agree. If, if you if you are playing a dwarf in in first edition AD and D, and you are not role playing a dwarf, you are not only doing it improperly. You are not playing the game. Well, no, you are you are not you are not playing the game properly because you have to role play a dwarf a certain way. Dwarves have certain proclivities. You have to. You have to enact those in your interactions with other people, or you are not playing the game properly. Before I go into Shadzar's comment here, um, so I agree with this, and this is actually what he meant in his last video. The thing is, is he he hits on this whole story gaming shit too much. <clears throat> I see it on his website, which I actually like his, his forums. I, I like his forums. Uh, I see it in some of his videos. Is there, There's like this line in the sand where if you mention the word story, it's really prevalent with Shadzar in our Discord. If you say the word story, or even hint at the possibility there could be story somewhere, that it's inherently bad. I do agree with this comment. Urbanski did not say that anything to do with story is wrong. He basically stated that having plot armor or having the predetermined story is wrong. To some degree, the way Heathen Dog runs his games, yes, this would be a problem. People yep. wouldn't like it. He gives enough illusion of the uh, 
of the player agency, though, where it's not problematic. Of course, you know, now that the veil has been lifted, it might be. But uh, uh, as long as it's there, as long as you feel like you're playing the character and you're playing it right, yeah, and, and what I mean by right is exactly what Heathen Dog said a moment ago about the dwarf. There is a right way to play a dwarf. Um, then then you're in the game, you're involved in the game, and and your story just comes naturally. If you're playing the game where the game master has it predetermined where you must win and under no circumstances is your character going to die until this point, whether it's a favored character or just the group as a whole or, or vice versa, then there's a problem. <clears throat> but I don't understand this comment again. Get out white box or wood grain. I don't know what that comment was towards. Playing an RPG for story said was wrong. Making your own game for telling stories is fine. No, Dungeons and Dragons is a storytelling game. Get the fuck over it. Ron Evers tried to make a game rewired just tell stories and complain when it didn't work. That Yes, I know he was commenting about that one person. But I'm not just talking about his video. I'm talking about some of the commentary that's been on our Discord, some other videos I watched as well. And so for the people like, role-playing is not about stories. Yes, it 100% without fucking doubt is about stories. Because the stories are just ingrained into the game. You don't have to like it. It's just there. I ignore it. I don't care if you ignore it. It's still there. Yeah, it still exists. You know, like if if I I can deny the sky all I want. Okay, now you're going off the fucking deep end. Yeah, yeah, Sh Shadzar, you're just you're just talking to you're just talking to talk now. That we're 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 trying to we're trying to explain that a story exists in in any role playing game, whether whether it's uh all, all the way back to uh, to Warhammer 40k to the the uh, piezo nonsense that that is now all story exists in all of it a base story not created by the players during the game there is a reason that they got there in the first place mm -hmm. that's called back story mm -hmm. every game has it guess what you can't even modules have it yes if you just want to do a module week module yep yes a reason you are there it the the module gives hooks to get you to the beginning of the module. That's that's a backstory. That's a story. And it doesn't have to be one there. story over the course of level one to level 20. It could be 20 different stories. It could be 50 different yes. stories. It could be four different stories. It's created a... Yeah, so no, the divide's always been there. So what I was going to say back about us playing second edition is we used to be called, oh, dirty campaigners. Or, oh, you're Dragonlance players, aren't you? Yeah, that's exactly how it that's how it's supposed to be played. Yeah. I'm telling you supposed to be. You can't argue with me because that's 100%. When you make a character, even if you choose not to write up a backstory, through its proficiencies, its skills, through the race, through the actions you take in the game, as much as you try to avoid it, you're creating a backstory for that character. Does your character go in the tavern and drink? It does. Well, you've now kind of included the backstory. doesn't matter if the character was a teetotaler beforehand or was a drunkard beforehand. As of right now, the character is perceived as somebody who goes to a tavern and drinks. Schrodinger's story. Schrodinger's story. <laughs> what happened? No, but uh, uh, Shadzar, the reason Evercrack had RP-only... No, no. The, the reason uh, MMOs have RP-only servers is because some, some people want to LARP, but can't in real life so back they... then also they had name uh, name restrictions too which is why i like the rp stories you couldn't be called iron tampon or uh yeah. pew pew magoo yeah yeah but uh if, if you wanted to larp but you had you didn't have a good larping group in your area you, you could go to a role-playing server mmo and and get get your fix on 
I mean, that's what that's what it's for. But playing an MMO is playing a computer oh, that, game. Yeah, you're playing through the storyline. They call it the goddamn storyline. That's what they call it. You might not be telling the story yourself, but you're certainly involved in it because it's yeah. there. Yeah. And, and th that and and the MMO story is obviously on more rails than anything because yep. you you literally cannot continue the game unless you follow the story. Any any good game like for for example, in 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 the mage game, Garthon's character was the main character. He did have a certain amount of plot armor because I wanted him to get to the end of the campaign. But if he made so many stupid decisions that saving him would break the world, well, then fuck, he dies and someone else is going to carry the banner across the finish line. I can bend like that. I can do that. An MMO or stuff like that, it's not able to. I mean, you you just have to complete the storyline on the rail. Stay on the rail. You are you are a train headed toward your destination. But uh, yeah, uh, story story exists in in, in every role playing game, whether you acknowledge it or not. Hey, that's up to you, man. So, I guess. so your comment right there is perfect for this one. Was before and it's kind of true. I mean, EQ had bad stories because uh, <laughs> it wasn't ever quest. It was ever grind. But with that said, just by going from Orc Camp, uh, going going to the Orc Camp I at Freeport, and then Lord Shinri would pop. Now you've got a story. Actually, you had a story before then, but now you've got, oh my god, Lord Shinri came and wiped us all out. We had to call for help to get somebody higher level to go beat him up so that we could go back to grinding at the Orc Camp. That is story. You don't have it to is. like it. It is story. And now, it wasn't created by the players. It was right. created by, by the game developers as a mechanic. Mm -hmm. to to create uh adversity to to create uh an event that follows the backstory of the world let's be fair everything you do in life could be written as a story driving to yeah. work is a story it's a boring ass story Who well cares? it depends on the writing but <laughs> yeah true. i mean hey there, there could be a way to church it up to make it to make it exciting i don't right. know right this is why i'm trying to say i, I mean i get the argument as was posted earlier, and I actually agree with Urbanski on this one. Somebody's going to clip just the one part where I, and you know, he's not going to care who I am anyway, but still. Um, and be like, oh, he hates you. No, I don't. I actually agree with most of what he said. The point being is that there's this weird line that as soon as you say story, all of a sudden everything's inherently wrong. You're doing it wrong. You're playing it wrong. If you want to play story, you have to play White Wolf system. You can't play D&D. Bullshit. D&D is a storytelling system. Every system is a storytelling system. Some of them are more like Bessem more so than others. It comes out and tells you flat out, hey, have good stories. The story comes first. Guns Dragons doesn't tell you that because it's not built like that, but you're still telling stories. I'm telling story about how my character went into this dungeon, kicked ass, and took names. Or got killed. I told the story of how I got killed by a stupid house cat because in first and second edition AD&D, that could happen. Hmm. Yeah. It's yeah, still If, if you want, story if you want to play a game with no story, I, I suggest uh, Pong. See, when you say stuff like this, dude, you lose all credibility because you're not making any points. You're just being snarky. There, yes, exactly. There's no story in role-playing games, then what do you have? Well, Shadzer's yeah, going to tell you, a game. A but, game. But, but what game? <laughs> T tell me. Any, even, even Pitfall, the most <laughs> inane goddamn Atari <laughs> game I ever had had a backstory, <laughs> a reason why that dude was there jumping over pits and alligators and shit. 
There was a reason he was there and he had a purpose, a goal. And the, and the, the, the backstory created the action. The action continued the story. That is, that is the, that is the tightrope that a game master has to walk. He has to create the setting, create the world, a reason for the characters to be there. And then the characters continue on the story on that trajectory. But even in it's, a sandbox, if you're doing something purely sandbox, you still have a story. Now, I'm going to tell you where I have my limit. I'm not saying that this is wrong. I couldn't do this, and I wouldn't want to be part of it. Hey, uh, today we're going to do an adventure for us uh, where we're doing, I don't know, some module, or, or we're fighting the Spider Lord in Menza Branson. Okay. Oh, next adventure. Hey, next week, we're going to do, we're going to go meet Luke in Greyhawk. Oh, a week later. We hey, there? we're gonna we're gonna go to rescue some Kender. Uh, well, we just use you the could. same characters. We don't care. We don't care. We, we're just gonna use the same characters. I would never be part of that. That's stupid. It's nonsensical. And if that's how you play, fine. You know, you have your fun your way and so forth. But no, I need things that bind all that together. And yes, that is playing Dungeons and Dragons, and that is playing legitimately. Yeah. If you think no, it no, no. It like it for 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 Dungeons and Dragons basic. First edition, for, for actually for first edition in AD and D, it, it started off uh, being being very very prevalent, and then it, it kept going in second edition, where each written module, canon module, had adventure hooks and story hooks to get the characters in there in a logical way. So you can hook modules together one after the other and have them make sense on a timeline. And, and and this comment right here again, you you're looking at it backward, man. I don't have to look for the story; it's already there. We're creating it. Where where the problem comes in again is with the plot armor. Is with we have to get to this point, and under no circumstances can the characters go any other way than to be deviated from the fact that they will fight at this point, at this time, at you know everything solidified. I get it if you have a big boss that is going to be the one fought. I get it if you have a time frame that says, you know, the players need to be here by this time frame, maybe because they're prisoners or because, you know, they're in, a, they're in a military march or something. I can see one or two of those aspects being mandated into place. But when you start doing all of it, it's like, well, then I'm not playing a character anymore. I, I'm just, you're playing my character for me and I'm just sitting around the table rolling dice. No. I, so I get that part of it. What I'm saying is I don't have to look for the story. I am here sitting at the table. And my characters interact, or my, as me as the player, but my characters interacting with the other people on here, that is telling the story. Unless you're just sitting there listening to the DM say, you are at a door. What do you do? I open pick lock. I roll pick lock. Lock is picked. The door opens. There's a creature inside. What do you do? You attack it. Roll your attack. Even then, again, I already proved that that is a story, but I wouldn't sit around that table. And if that's how yeah. you play, you are the most boring SOP yeah. that there is. Yeah, that would be super boring. I'd have to pound energy drinks all day long and, and do a couple of bumps of Coke just to stay awake at a, at a table like that. I don't know but what white the, box means, dude. Unless you're just talking a version of basic D&D. And basic D&D is story also. <laughs> you can't take away... If that's what you're talking about, that in basic D&D, there, there is no story. Yes, there is. The dwarves have a background. It talks about dwarves don't do magic. Talks about dwarves can see, to detect slope and grade and passage and so forth. That is all building a story around them. You can visualize the dwarf. That is a story. If our D and D is no longer basic. Nineteen seventy three. Before basic. Uh, before basic, I'm sure that was a pamphlet 
of just rules? Again, no. No, Shadzar. It's all one and the same. You, you're separating something that can't be separated. A, a pure storytelling game wouldn't have dice, wouldn't have anything other than people just extemporaneously say, oh, you know, and then this this happens. This, yeah, that's great. It's one of those, yeah, it's like fate, not fate core, um, cosmic patrol or fiasco. Yes, if yeah. games or, or yes and games. Yes. You don't roll yes. dice. Yes, this this is where the 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 story is completely made up by the by the players one at a time in the moment, and and that actually defines how how everyone continues. Depending if on you're what... rolling the dice and it actually legitimately can cause your character to die, fail, succeed, win, whatever, that is not pure story game. That's it. That's it. But all of the games we've done here, any and I will not be a part of any other game, any other type of game on this channel. All the games we have done here are role-playing games. Not not story games. Role-playing games. Oh, where... so I can't do my Cosmic Patrol review? No. I won't well you can. I won't be here. <laughs> and I, I will definitely download it on YouTube. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh uh no matter how much on the rails the 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 game master puts you on whether whether he says, "Oh, I have a complete sandbox game." Well, does he have a backstory? Yeah. No. Well, then guess guess what? You're just here. No, no. I, if, if I'm, tr I'm trying to make it up because I don't get it. I, yeah. But that's how do you not have a backstory? No, you you all just make your characters and yeah. you're here. You're just you're just you're just alive for no reason. No, you have to have a backstory. Well, guess what? If there's a backstory that got you all there, that means there is up there. There are things that you cannot now do. There is a framework for the world that if you break, you broke the game. You can no longer continue. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the, the, well, the, the whole white box thing was what, you know, alpha, like D and D alpha, <laughs> alpha or beta. So yeah, but uh, yeah. Uh, backstory creates story your characters live in the story how constrained you are by that story is up to the game master me i create a backstory i create a framework for the world put you in it there's a reason for you to be there there's a reason for you to be together i create all of that that's my job and then you go his are way there. more streamlined than say mine but yeah. I would still be considered on rails compared to some of the sandbox right. people I now, do timelines and, and I, I'm even I'm even more so I I I have bumpers so characters can't put themselves in the gutter. I will I will not allow you to stray too far beyond the story. There is a beginning, a middle, and an end to all of my campaigns. I need you to be at the beginning. Obviously, you came in day one. You're there. Yay, one out of three, right out of the bat. Then there's a middle, and I need to get you to the end. Now, where you go in between these three checkpoints, I don't care as long as it doesn't take you to a place where you cannot get to the next checkpoint. Why do you I'm keep comparing video games to tabletop role-playing games? But where, video where games is... are not the same thing. They are literally the only thing you can do is be on rails. You either you either complete the story the, the way the developer wants it completed or has or has programmed it to be completed or you stop 
and, and well, you're trapped and need to escape. That is the premise for the story. The story then had that is the background. That is the the motive, the plot, the the narrative, whatever for the story. And then from there, you take your Valkyrie, your fighter. Your was it Valkyrie Barbarian? I forget what the other one is. Uh, the wizard and uh, yeah, th through through thief. the levels. Like but that. the story is you're trying to escape, and the story continues as you kill thousands and thousands and thousands of creatures. Absolutely, that's the story. But and, stop, and stop comparing video games to not playing rotten it. food along the way. I didn't yeah. see any fridges in Gauntlet. Just find food in the floor and eat it and be okay. Come on, Gauntlet is a dungeon crawl. It is a video game. Also, we're talking yeah. Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons yeah. and Dragons has you create a character with stats. With attributes, with if you're playing second edition, non-weapon efficiencies, first edition, just with you know whatever backgrounds, you know armor class and so forth, you give it equipment. That is your character within whatever framework the world is provided to you, whether it's a module or your game master or just generically, I don't care what you do. It could be pure sandbox, but you're still playing to tell a story. I vote we limit Shad to playing Amber. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't played Amber since, I think, high school. I never played it. Oh, God, it's diceless role-playing, man. You do everything by role-playing and positions and how you put things together and you compare points, and then whoever has the most points wins. Like that, whatever's happening at that time. Okay, I don't like it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it at all, but that's fine. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's basically it. I mean... uh Find find the game master that uh, that makes the story as prevalent as you like. But if you think that a story is not there, then you're just deluding yourself. And and I think the point of what I wanted to get across in this is that stop making this argument that there's this big divergence between playing a role playing game and a storytelling game. If if your reason for saying that, and this is for the Grimms and the Urbanskis and and uh, you know whomever else is out there saying this stuff. If your point is that plot armor is stupid, that characters should die, that fifth edition sucks because everybody lives through it, you're not going to hear any argument from me. I agree with you. I just consider that bad playing, bad game mastering or bad playing. If you're not using the dice to determine what happens, then you're really not playing a role-playing game anyway. I don't care what you call it, story game or, or role-playing game or whatever. And this concept that there's a right tool for the right job, like you can only tell stories in White Wolf because that's a storytelling game, but you can't tell stories in, in Dungeons & Dragons bullshit. It does not matter the system. There is no system I have come across, not a single one, that won't let me create and tell a story and create and tell it properly let's see what what else and i'm sorry for calling you out shadzer it's just you you ranted on our discord a lot on this one but it's not just you i'm seeing it on you know on the youtube videos and blogs and so forth but let's look at dungeons and dragons second edition you're like well you can't make sci-fi game out of dungeons and dragons yes you can it was called gamma world yeah uh you you absolutely i could tweak it just enough to put in a couple of you know uh laser guns i mean there are already rules for range combat in D D, so that's already covered i can put some laser guns in there say it does this kind of damage and there you go now you have a rifle ability you know or you treat it like a bow and arrow i could absolutely use every system every system ever made for a storytelling system based on the die rolls and i would just let the die rolls determine how the story goes forward that is the crux right there is that what people want to say, oh, it's my town stories, is the fact that these people, and I don't mean the ones complaining about it, I mean the ones that they're complaining about, don't let the dice rolls tell the story. Well, why are they sitting around the table just doing a narrative? We're playing Dungeons and Dragons. No, you're not. Your characters don't ever die. 
you fudge so many die rolls, or you're so super powered compared to the monster, or like, uh, was it, uh, Unscripted Unchained, uh, Dan Bloodworth posted something, uh, and I made a little comment, where it's like, in my D&D games, I don't give you a magic item before 5th level, or very rarely, I mean, I can, but before 5th level, and you can look at past videos we've talked about this, uh, on the stream, because that's, no, you don't get that at that point, you have to earn, you have to build into that, so if you're running around with a Staff of the Magi at 3rd level, well, of course you're OP, <laughs> you know, you got 7 hit points, and you could kill yourself with your own staff, but you're gonna have to fight against things that can level drain and you know and and take uh, you know do 50 points of damage to you. Just otherwise, that staff is gonna clean up on everything. Well, that's just a bad game master. That's not about are they trying to tell stories? No, everybody's trying to tell stories, and anybody who's not like you have to intentionally you actually have to work harder to not tell the story because <laughs> you have to intentionally be like I'm not doing it, but you just did. No, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, you just did. You don't have to agree to it. You did, though. <laughs> we missing chat. That's okay. Uh, Christopher Kramer says, what about Star Frontier? I did not play that. Yeah, that, no. I never played Star Frontier. That's a really old one. Yes. I, I played uh, I played Gamma World, I think, one time, and I played 4th Edition, which was the 2nd Edition clone. And um, I played Traveler, sort of. I sort of played Traveler back when I was at, uh, in New Mexico. I can't tell the difference between either of those groups, the one without dice, the ones uh, wanting a magic rapier to be... Okay, again, what? there's nothing wrong with Heathen Dog coming to me and saying, hey, you know what? Uh, you know, in order to get my character rounded out the way I want him to, I need a magic rapier. There's literally nothing wrong with that. Doesn't mean I give it to him. Hell, the, the story that, that's got him upset, and then the story you know, where we were at odds in this one, is the fact that he was trying to dual discipline in another Mancer with this character in Earth Dawn. I signed a piece of paper saying if you accomplish these three things, which is basically the same three things that Bob had to do in order to dual discipline, or he didn't dual discipline, to learn how to be an, a thief illusionist, uh, then yes, you, you accomplish these th three things. Well, he accomplished them way faster than was ever intended. So I said no. The point wasn't to say he could never be it. The point was like, nope, I'm not ready for this yet. So the... So I wanted to give him a way to earn it for his character. There's nothing wrong with him coming to me and saying, I want this for my character to fit his background. Literally nothing. Zero wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with a game master that says, well, a proper game master will make the character or the player work for it. But whether it's the magic rapier, whereas you find it, maybe, in, maybe I change a treasure up in the next module. Even though we're running modules, I just change a treasure up and put magic rapier in there. It's cursed. <laughs> no, maybe, maybe you buy it. Maybe I have you quest for it, there's, but there's literally nothing wrong. In fact, I encourage that, and that's the way these games are supposed to be played. You're supposed to be invested in the character at least a little bit, not just as, you know, strength 8, intelligence 18, and so forth. And the fact that you can't see the difference isn't an issue on me. That's an issue on you. If you can't see the difference between a, a group just sitting around a table, not rolling dice, and somebody who wants a magic rapier, and then the game master puts that in the game... There, that's on you. Yeah, I mean, if, if you want no story at all, play Yahtzee. <laughs> I mean, that's that's my only answer. You'll always find the girdle of masculinity, femininity. Yep. Which no, no, one am that, I wearing now? That's why uh, he has trust issues with me, yes. Yes, that's why I have trust issues with him. And I won't take it back, but again, I'll tell you this. I do it to you, too. If you found a way to finagle, like my intent was for this to take, let's say, I don't know, 10 adventures. Just what, our 10 weekends, because we played every weekend. 
and you did it in one, I would just flat out tell you no. Sorry, that's not going to happen. I think I think well, you did it in two or three, right? Yeah, but the 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 biggest problem is that the campaign ended without him ever accomplishing that goal. Wasn't intended to end, but things happened. Yes. Yeah. So it, it never materialized ever. Well, I, no, you no, you got it when when Garthon went to Death Sea. You did get it. Not according to my character sheet. No, I, I hell, I wrote, no, no, I, 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 I can cast Nethermancy spells. Be, because of the of the versatility trait, the the, the versatility uh, power, but uh, I'm not. I could have sworn I finally I gave it to you. Abilities. I could have sworn I gave you full. I thought you were dual discipline, like eight one or something like that. Nope. Okay, well that. Well, all right. That that we can figure out later. I mean, it doesn't matter. It was twenty some years ago now, but I, I could have sworn I gave. I know I gave it to you late, but I thought I gave it to you right at the end, like around the time when because you had your book. Garthon was going to Death Sea, and that was the one time where I think you told him, no, I'm not following you there, when I was like, what are you talking about? I just gave you... I, I, okay. Maybe not. I could be remembering a different... Uh, so if you want, if you want no story, play a board game. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. to be fair, if you want... Well, even Monopoly I could turn, has a I could, story. I could turn it into a story. A story about no, no, me going no, broke. Mono Monopoly has a story. Sorry has a story. Freaking shoots and ladders has a backstory for Christ's sake. <laughs> like, like I said, if you want, if you want to play a game with no story, you got to play Yahtzee, or you have to play uh, checkers, or you have to play uh, uh, what's the, what's that tile game? Tile game. The the dominoes. You can play dominoes. No story behind that. Yahtzee, I, I don't. I don't see this. I, 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 I've watched, I've looked at the videos, I've seen the post, so they gave it, yeah, I think it's stupid to have an orc bard, but that's for a whole different reason than orcs shouldn't be bards, okay, let's just put it that way, bioessentialism is a real thing in games, deal with the people, but I don't see a backstory, nobody, you're going and you're putting pieces on a board and you're just kicking indoors, I don't see them injecting story, yes, by doing that you're creating a story and you're playing for a story about how you won or lost or whatever, but I don't see them injecting it. Uh, th that part I've missed in all the videos, and it's not just from you. I've seen it from other people as well commenting on that. I don't see it. Yeah, I mean, uh, having having enough backstory for a reason for your character to be at the starting space, fine. I mean, if you want to ignore it after that point, you can. It's in his bio on the campaign page. I'll get it. What What does that have? To, I don't care if that orc has a bio. Like, it's going to be my character as soon as I start playing it. So the orc yep. can have a... And, and what does the bio have to do with playing the game? If I was role-playing that character, like as an actual role-playing game, taking it from session to session, day to day, and... <coughs> God damn it. And so forth, having to worry about heals and daily upkeep and you know going to taverns in order to get information and going to alchemist yeah, in order to get potions and so forth then yeah i would say it's a it's a role-playing game but it's not it's a board game you just kick down doors move square to square and roll dice and hope you don't die i don't care uh, design part of the okay let's see what this says design this period of uh, i was inspired to create a narrative that was exciting to the players okay Creating interesting locations, unexpected situations. Just as importantly, I wanted a narrative to feel compelling as a story. Alright. I hope that all players will be captivated by unraveling the mystery of the Spirit Queen and deciding how the tale should end. 
Lastly, I want to help create the sense of a larger world with ancient orc kingdoms. I once mastered magic to give a new voice, a voice and perspective to the orcs and allies and heroes. But it's not roleplayed. It's literally just moved on a on a uh, on a table, and you move squares and like I. I d I don't care. You can the person could write a three hundred page book. Let, let's use BattleTech as an example. You could have all those books, or you could have none of them and still play the game. What I'm saying is, you're telling a story by putting the mech on the hex grid and shooting the other mech. But you don't have to do this. But it's there, and just because it's there, it doesn't change the game at all, unless you're actually playing the mech warrior role playing game. Actually, in in, in that <laughs> instance, it's very much like uh like. Like a uh, Bessem and uh, Champions and Gerps and stuff like that, where uh, you you can have your flavor. Doesn't matter what the flavor, the effect is the same. Yeah, why not write a backstory for every? <laughs> and this is how Pawn Betsy died. <laughs> <You know>? like... <laughs> the evil or... Black Queen. Boy, I'm sorry. No, that's that's racist. This is this is how my Pawn raced to the edge of this yeah. edge of the field, got off, and said, "Yay! I don't have to yeah. fight anymore. I got away." But oops, the queen uh, reappeared uh, back there. Stabbed him in the back because <laughs> he, he's a he because he ran off of the field of battle like a coward. Yes, you could do that if you wanted to. Sure, and uh, all of the pieces captured by the enemy are 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 tortured the to an inch of their life. You you could write that story too. Is it going to affect the gameplay? No. At all? No. Exactly. And and what but, Saber Expert said, if you put them together, is he said, if you write a backstory, if, it's like if you write a backstory for every chess piece in, or every piece in game of chess, doesn't make chess a role-playing game. Right, it doesn't. You're still creating a story. If you choose to write it down, a boring-ass chess match, you know, slapping a little timer and so forth, if you want to write a little narrative for each one of those you know, <laughs> pieces and actually, so forth, you can do actually, it. Actually, no. I mean, uh, if, if you actually watch a professional-level uh, chess match uh, uh, actual you know uh, with with announcers and narration and stuff they really really get into what's Slapping going that on timer. In, in, the, in the player's head why they're making this decision how how this will affect the game moving forward they try and make it sound exciting I never got I never got in it because yeah, I don't they like try to make golf much. sound exciting too and I don't mind yeah. playing golf but I, I don't I won't watch it I I understand. I understand. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you, you could turn it into a story. You you can turn it into a story with, with enough effort. Yes. That means there was always a story there. It's just not necessary to get to the conclusion of the game. So so let's come to an agreement here. Okay. And, and well, I mean, you and I already agree. I, I'm talking, and I'm talking to, again, <laughs> not to call him out. The dude doesn't care, care about me at all. But... Like Urbanski, because again, I, I, I like RPG pundits, uh, probably 90% of what he puts out there. I, I don't watch his political stuff, but you know, when he's on gaming, I, I, you know what we think about Grimm. Grimm was an awesome guest. We promoted his, uh, his charity at the beginning of this. We might do it at the end, too, if I still have it up. But who, or, or inappropriate characters. Uh, what was that guy's vengeance? Venger, whatever the hell his name is. He posted it. He actually commented on one of our videos. The point that I make is, let, let's, let's come to a, a, an agreement here. Let's not complain about the word story. Because, uh, as we've already shown, we can make story out of chess. We can make story out of Battletech. And there's nothing inherently wrong with that. That's how you want to play. If I want to tell Von Zark, no, you don't get to take your mech and run around the map and try to stomp on the dead pilots. No. It's, it's, we're playing a tabletop game. And, and no soldier would do that to another soldier in the Battletech universe, per se. 
<clears throat> there's nothing wrong with the story element. There's nothing wrong with understanding that as you're at the tavern getting your quest, that you're telling a story. Might not be your intent or your desire, but you're doing it anyway. So let's not worry about what system we use. Like if you're going to tell a story, you have to play Bessem or Champions or whatever you want. And just say, it doesn't matter what game you're playing, every game can tell a story, because it can. I can prove it. I can literally prove every game system I have ever run, I can tell a story in. We just did it with Battletech and Chess. So if I can do it with that, and let's, let's term it right. Well, and I don't know what the term would be off the top of my head. Didn't think it that, you know, that far through. But it is the plot armor. It's the people who play to win. It's the people who believe that... The individual character's player agency, I think that might be more it. It's more about agency than story. That this character's agency to either do what this player wants the character to do, or this character has to be the hero, or some mess like that, trumps the actual gameplay. In that, I agree with you 100%. Hmm. But it's, that's, not, that's not the difference between role-playing and storytelling. That's the difference between role-playing correctly and role-playing incorrectly. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, uh, in, in, in the latter case, you're, you're playing a video game. If the hero is required, if this particular hero is required to be here or else the story cannot be completed, that's a video game. You have infinite lives. You can keep trying until you end up with that result. Now, in, in my mage campaign, I said I wanted Garthon's character to be the one to make it to the finish line. I wanted that to happen. But if too many stupid decisions were made along the way and he had to go, I can rally. And by the Somebody way, we were all good it. with that. We knew that. Sheriff, who's on here, Bob, who you guys don't know. Well, Bob wasn't as good with it, but uh, no. we were we all good with it. We understood that Garthon's character was the main character in the story and that was going to revolve around him and that we were pieces in that. We were effective pieces, but we were pieces in that. And that was that, that was that story. You know, I, I have had other games where no one was the main focus. Everyone was, was equal in the story's eyes, in the world's eyes. Everyone was equal. I've had those games too. And those games were just as fun. It's just that this time I wanted, I, I wanted there, I wanted to be more, more story, less, less random roles. That's what I wanted for that, for that game. And everyone had fun up until the end when the end result was everyone died. I, I had fun off camera, which I, I get. I get. I, was, I didn't I was die. 20, I was. It was a bad idea. I shouldn't no, have done it. I didn't die. I, I put Garthon in in a in a in a in a what is it, an obelisk of some sort, and then because of the power that I had, I was able to shift out of there. I watched. I got to watch the world die. I was pretty yeah. much floating in nothingness, but I got to yeah, watch yeah, the world yeah. die. I mean, you, were, you were you weren't dead, but you were gone. You were I might have wished I was dead. <laughs> Yeah, you were removed <laughs> from the universe, basically. Yes, but, yeah, I uh, think that's how you described it, too. Yeah, yeah, kind of outside the universe, just kind of like dink, 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 never getting back in. But uh, yeah, but if, if, I, if I could do it again, I would end the game differently. But the idea of, of one person being the, the locus the, of, the, of the whole world, like uh, the, the prime mover, of the world. Like if Garthon went left, the world would tend to also go left. It'd be like that. I don't, if Garthon went I, left, I, the the world took this strike and, and <laughs> jeered left with them. That was Garthon's effect on the world was, um, was amazing. I mean, yeah, it made, well, don't get me wrong. It made sense and it was fun, but it was like, 
it, it, it was yeah it really was yeah but uh you know to but to be fair al had that effect on other games when it was supposed to be a team event like on friggin earthon it was supposed to be a team event but if if garthon the death death seeker went right the whole group went right Whether to be fair hold, hold on one, one second actually i want to prove chadzar's point for him oh here we go remember well, i know you remember because it's one of the things you hated the most i hated it too to be fair remember spinning the skull stick going through the maze garthon went into a maze and i had three routes i'm not gonna i've re, i've told the story on another uh, uh episode before the dice roll, as he spun it, the dice roll plotted the path for him. By doing that and rolling dice, they exited the dungeon unharmed. I played the game. I let the dice determine. Could it, he wanted to spin it. He wanted to roll the dice. But that told one hell of a story about how he was able to use the skull of his dead dog. Wasn't even a dog skull. Spinning, nope. on, <clears throat> spinning on a stick that pointed him in the right direction to get out of there. That is both playing the game and telling one hell of a story. Max that just gonna... Zen direction in Bessem. Okay. All right. Again, again. Uh, if, it was, if it was, was luck. <laughs> well, no, but if he, if he was playing Bessem, then that would be his effect. The not dog skull spinning on a stick. That, that's what he needs to use his power of Zen direction. Fine, whatever. <laughs> I miss this one. Backstory of the golfers is more interesting than the game. I'm, yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay. And 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 my point is that that is that by doing that, he was playing the game. We all were playing the game because I didn't fudge any rolls. He didn't fudge any rolls. It just worked out in that direction, and it also helped tell a story. That's why everybody was at that table. We didn't, did I fudge dice rolls? Yeah, I think I told this story too, but in that same campaign, I fudged dice rolls for the horror because they beat the horror in one round and my intent was for them to understand the actual power of a horror. They beat it before it could attack. So I was like, no, they have to understand the power of the horror because I don't want them to go, ah, we can just beat every horror ever and then walk into the next one and just get totally destroyed. So I gave, I, after they killed it, I gave the horror a lot more hit points uh, basically, I had killed twice, if I remember correctly. But I told myself, I will never kill the player character. They already won. I will not kill a character because of this. But or I seriously maim or disfigure or right. whatever. Yeah. yeah. So did I cheat there? Yes, because there was a narrative event that had to occur. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no. Hang on, hang on. That, that's, not exactly, that's not exactly right. The narrative event occurred. It just occurred in a way which now seemed anticlimactic to the story. It happened okay. too quickly. But if, if the characters struggle, it tells a better story. They've already won. The roles have already been made. To be fair, I was more concerned about you guys charging headfirst into the next horror. Oh. I really well, was. I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> like, oh, we beat, it, we beat it in one round? Oh, pfft. Oh, whatever. Horrors <laughs> suck. I mean, why is everyone afraid of this? What, did we, we were in cares for how many, how many generations? Why? They're right. pussies. Jesus, what a bunch uh, of Nancys. Any, any last things you want to get out on this one? Because I think I, I don't want to keep beating this down. I hope we've made our point. Uh, you know, but Shadzar did post something up there, like how the term came around. I don't like the term. It's just like I, I will tell some people that uh, Forbidden Lands is an OSR game and they the smoke will come out of their ears. 
and they'll freak out. Oh, it's a storytelling game. No, any game that is really deadly that keeps racial uh, uh, stereotypes and that plays like an old school game. I don't care what the dice system is. That's that's an old school game. Yeah, I don't care about the six six uh, stat blocks. Uh, st- you know, strength, dexterity, constitution, intelligence, wisdom, charisma. Don't care. If it acts and plays like an uh, uh, an old school game, it's an old school game, or at least old OSR type game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, I don't know why in the gaming hobby we have to get so hell bent on some of these things just because we've been. Yeah, we all know Fifth Edition D and D is garbage, and the people who make it are even bigger garbage, and the people who continue to perpetuate it on Twitch and YouTube and so forth, for the most part, not all of them, are garbage. We get it. And yes, they, they well, I should say no, they don't play correctly. But D&D isn't correct anymore. But, that, but the fact that somebody wants to sit around the table and get a magic rapier, or that somebody wants to write a three-page backstory for his or her character, or that somebody wants to, you know, uh, play on this world and ultimately achieve godhood like Raceland, there's nothing wrong with it. Doesn't mean the GM has to provide and it doesn't mean the dice rolls are going to work in that person's favor. It's only when the dice rolls are eschewed, not even put into play, when everything is just about tell us what you want and you'll get it, that is when it is wrong. Player agent, When player agency trumps DM fiat, and when the players or the characters become more important than the world at large, that is the problem. But I don't see that as a story issue. I see that as a player agency issue. That, that, I'm going to leave that as kind of my final words on this. So what are your final words on just before we go into segment three? That's, that's basically it. I mean, uh, um, every, every game, every game has a story. It's, it's up to you as the player to choose a de- not choose or convince a, a, a game master to play up or play down the, the story to your level of comfort. And if you, if this game master won't do that, then find another one. I mean, you should be able to play a game by the rules how you want to play it. That's fine. You got to find people to play with. Probably. Unless you love Solitaire. Wait, is there a backstory in Solitaire? I don't even know. But uh, there might might even be a backstory in Solitaire. Who knows? But, uh, you know, there's always going to be a level of story, whether, whether how much you accept it or how much you deny it. That's up to you individually and, and, and up to the game master who is running the, the, the adventures and the campaign. Just the fact that I said the words adventure and campaign means there, by definition, has to be a story. Has to be. Now, if, you're, if you and your game master want to ignore most of that and just go, th- go through the mechanics, that's fine. As long as you're not screwing anyone else who, who wants to actually, you know, have the story elements written into that module or have, or have the backstory elements written into that campaign be present. As long as everyone's on the same page, play it, man, play it how you want. No sheds are. And I don't care that guy wrote it. I disagree with this campaign first game, second players, third. And I don't mean campaign on rails. I mean, my world is going to incorporate the rules. But if I house rule something, or if I say that this doesn't exist, like in D&D, there will never be true seeing in my D&D games. Can't stand it, don't like it, it will never exist. I'm not putting the game first. I'm putting the group at my table first, which means for me, since I'm running it, it's going to be my game world slash campaign first. Not on rails like Heathen Dog. 
Goddamn thumb. Uh, because we we game master differently. But absolutely, I I don't care that Gygax wrote it. I think that this is wrong. But I also will tell you that I read this as game first being you're there to sit around the table to play Dungeons and Dragons and to create individual and overarching stories. Yes, the game can go foobar, and the but DM's world won't go foobar if he's a good DM. And as you set up here, characters are more important than the world at large because it reacts to it. Also reacts to every single NPC, every yeah. single slave, every single plebe, every single tavern wench, every single. Yeah. No, no, the, this this <laughs> statement right there. Put it back up. Okay. That statement right there is a statement for a video game, not a role playing game. Because NPCs in video games do not interact with the world. None of their decisions matter. So they they so the world cannot change without the player character's input because NPCs can do nothing on their own. In a role-playing game, the actions of an NPC, the, the death of an NPC, the saving the life of an NPC will affect the story moving forward. If you fail to save the princess from the evil from from the evil wizard and you kill the evil wizard but you fail to save the princess the the kingdom will be put into disarray because now there is there is no heir to the throne and and there there is a power vacuum the story has changed warlords now rule the day because the royal family line has been put asunder if you successfully save the princess but do not kill the evil warlord or the evil warlock or wizard, and he gets away, he is going to create another army or another bid for power. And that has changed. This NPC has changed the story. Now you could, you could do, you could make an argument. Well, it was the PC's actions. No, it was dice rolls. No one wanted to let the evil wizard get away. No one wanted the princess to die. Dice rolls, dice rolls did that to you, no matter what your best intention was, but that's part of the fun of the game. The the on the, un yes, the unknown. Yes, absolutely. Yes. That's why I yes. do it. If I wanted to write a novel, I'd I'd spend time writing a novel. But that, now I like the fact is the player's part in the story. The game master pr brings out the framework, the major events. The players can change that not not just by their actions, but but by their successes, but also by their failures. And NPCs can change the story. I'm still confused by what the issue with story. Uh, what, let me, what let me, the, I'll probably say what is the issue with story yeah. in let our. Let me RPG. grab this one. There isn't one. It's it's, it's, it's terminology. It's honestly it's terminology. Somebody yeah. got it into his thick skull at some point that story games. So, so I don't want to say there are two types of role players because there are millions. But the the to simplify it, you have people that want to play there, use the game rules, kind of like what Heathen Dog and I are talking about. Using the use the game rules and let the chips fall where they may, because when you roll the dice, you might live, you might die, you might run away, you might whatever. But then there's another school of thought that says the players, you know what? You know who I'll mention on this one? Bob. Bob used to tell me this crap all the time. The players should always win. He used to give me grief for that all the time. It's like the players should always win. That's why they're playing at the game. The game master should always let the players win. Like, no, no, it's, it's not, it's where they find that the narrative of the story the plot armor, so this character can't die because whatever reason, is more important than playing the game. And in this regard, I 100% agree with Shadzar. But 
The thing is, is these people, when they hear the word story now, is they freak the fuck out. Oh, by your story! Nope, never mind, it's bad, you're not, but no. Story is a good thing. It absolutely is a good thing. What's not a good thing is playing the game incorrectly or, or issuing the game for the story. If you just want to sit around and tell stories, do it. And I agree with Shadzar in this one. But D&D is a storytelling game, no matter what Urbanski or anybody else says. It absolutely is a storytelling game. It's a system for telling stories. It just might not be the story you want. It might be the story of your failure. Might yeah. be the, you know... And that, like, like Heathen Dog just said a moment ago, that is the fun of it. I like going, oh crap, uh, humble, oh, or um, one of my favorite. I keep telling the same ones over and over again because they're the most interesting one. The 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 um, the bard who fell off the cliff with the uh, ring of bureaucratic wizardry. That was an amazing story because he forgot about it. He forgot. We were playing the game, and for weeks, literal weeks, and we played five days a week, Monday through Friday, in this game. He forgot about it, and he got he failed a couple rolls, fell off a cliff, uh, a very narrow ledge. Really, is kind of a you know that darkened castle thing. He fell off, and I was like, "Wait a second, don't you have a spell casting?" He's like, "Oh yeah, I featherfall." I said, and "The last thing you see before you splat into the ground, three whiffs of paper." He's like, "You're an asshole!" He got all mad at me. It's a yeah. great story. I know, and then the, and the thing is, even even if your character dies. If if the the story can cushion the blow, the story can cushion the blow. I went through what three Earth Dawn characters before two or three. You had your cavalryman and that, that that's who I'm talking about. I think he was the yeah. first character I had. Yeah, yeah I and, think it was and, just your cavalryman and the wizard. I, don't I thought there was one. one more in between, but okay. But uh, the 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 cavalryman died gloriously gloriously and and he got really really lucky in roles but i i could have lived but i we wouldn't have won we probably would not have won that fight if i had chosen to live yeah so I was surprised I, you took the action you did. I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. I I chose to sacrifice myself for for the party. I told that story, and I died. Well, to be but, fair, Earthon is about legends and stories. So. Yeah, it is. It is. Earthon is about uh, creating legends, and you do that by by doing heroic feats they're literally called legend points instead of experience points yes exactly right yeah that, that's how the game is supposed to play supposed, supposed to be played but you can do that in in D D as well you can do that in in swordsman's and swords of hyperborea you can you can you can uh you can make choices for story purposes for the story of your character for the story of your group for the story of your clan for all that stuff and it makes the game more fun it gives the game depth. Now, eschewing story for straight mechanics simplifies the game, but it, it, it's be, the game becomes literally paper thin. No depth whatsoever. No, no substance. Story, the right amount of story in a role-playing game give, gives substance and depth and a much greater role, a much greater game experience than if you eschew it completely. 
I, I think what I would ask is stop having the hang up on the word story and put the hang up on player agency. Because I really think that is a, a greater fault. I, I, I can't think of another term for it. If somebody coined the term beforehand that storytelling games are bad, I don't care. Well, the, again, a Gladiator Fight Club is still a story. I've seen the movie Gladiator. Hell, yeah. I've seen the. I, I've seen. I've seen uh, Fight Club too. Bl I, I've seen Bloodsport. <laughs> Tell me what Bloodsport is. Bloodsport. Awful story, but still story. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, I, I, I mean, unless somebody can think of a better term, and, and I'm not going to go out and say that people who want to tell story over playing the game are right. All I'm saying is stop hearing the word story or assuming that every time the word story out. comes up, it's a yeah. bad thing. And freaking Holy out. Holy crap, Crafty. Crafty has just donated a ton more, well, five more. John Sparta's got one. Hey, is John Sparta actually here? That'd yeah, be awesome. Hey, John That's Sparta, great. I haven't seen you in a long time, sir. Um, but co Coffee but, yeah. Feet, Bearded Annie, Seabeck, and John Sparta, and Awe Thinker all got subscriptions on Twitch. Outstanding. Good job, people. Now, uh, people need, need to stop, like, like, like you said, stop hearing the word story and thinking worst case scenario. Because the worst case scenario is the story is more important than the players. When that happens, yeah, rail against that all you want because because that is a bad game to play in. But as long as you're not there, there's a giant middle ground. Yes, huge. There's a huge middle ground that a lot of people are ignoring because it had has the word story in it. Stop doing that. When you hear the word story, don't freak out. Dig a little deeper. Is, is the story the most important part? Like in an MMO, the story is the most important part. You are, you are a player that must follow the story to the letter, making no changes. If it's a game like that, fucking just, just play World of Warcraft. So I've only watched a little bit of Critical Role. I saw like the first five or six episodes of season two. Um, this is like a year or two ago. I don't understand, first of all, I don't understand the hype, but I also don't understand the hate. Okay, so what's wrong with Critical Role? Are we professional voice actors? No, nobody should be trying to emulate Critical Role. You can't do it. You're not professional voice actors. Just get that out of your thick skull right now. But I didn't mind their role playing. I don't remember seeing plot armor, though there may have been. I mean, what I saw was 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons, which is just in and of itself plot armor. Um, so I, I don't get the hatred towards it. So, so you put up here, you hear story and you think critical role. Well, first of all, that's on you. Okay. But what is it about critical role that is inherently bad? Uh, Matt Mercer made people's panties wet, but I, I just, that's who cares? The voice actor. Yeah. A got apples it. and oranges. That's what, that's what yeah, he does. Yeah. That, that, yeah. That's a, that's a, that's an anime. But I just, I don't, I don't see, on the flip side, I don't see the love for Critical Role either. As I'm trying to say, you know, there's two sides to this. I just don't care about Critical Role. They're playing Dungeons and Dragons, I think. And, and there you go. So I, what's the hate? What's the love? Hmm. Anyway, yeah, that's it. Okay. We're good. Don't want to beat a dead horse? I'll, oh, we already did. Two more times? Nope. <laughs> uh, so, so anybody who's watching this, wants to counter what we say this is this is this is what i'm going to say whether you're a shadzar which i still don't 
okay, it's half D&D, half his homebrew system. That's fine. You're allowed to homebrew. Um, I still don't fully understand the animosity of story. Please put into context what is wrong with story and Dungeons and a role-playing game. What is wrong with taking Dungeons and Dragons and use it as a, and I'm not writing a book out of it, but using it for the potential of keeping a journal, a log that could turn into a book. What is it? And, and if you somehow, and to be clear, you should probably watch the entire segment. If you got this far, I think you did, unless you skip forward, but you should put in there that we already agree that plot armor shouldn't exist. And we already agree that there's a bad way to play. So what is the problem? Or are you just hung up on that term? And if that's the problem, I, I don't know what to say, and I don't care. <laughs> don't. All right, let's, let's put up the segment three. Yep. Boom. Let's get people in here. Thank you very much again, Crafty, for donating those subs to folks. Absolutely appreciate that. One of these days, Twitch is actually going to finally pay me. I, I think it's every two months now that they pay. Yeah, yeah. They're really stretching that out. I don't know crazy. why. So, no, uh, and uh, ready to join? Okay, here it is. We yep. got some rules. Follower, subscriber. Stay on topic. And the, the, the topic for, th for today is story and role-playing and Bessem. Those are the topics we want you to stay to. Uh, be, be pithy. That's not exactly important unless there's a cue. But watching the language, uh, if we say something stupid and we get kicked off YouTube or Twitch, hey, that's on us. But if you say something stupid and get us kicked off of YouTube or Twitch, well, we're going to find you. Now, I am not inciting violence against anyone. I didn't say what I was going to do when I did find you. We're just going to put origami in your mailbox. Or buttered noodles. I don't know. Something. All right. But I, I, th this is the thing. This is not false. We just proved it's not false. Yep. You were just wrong, Shadzar. That, that statement is categorically false. But to, but to be fair... He's not alone in that. And that's what all these people are saying. I know. I know. I mean, people, people actually believe that it's, it's, it's like someone one day said the, the sky's orange and some people went, yep. And I don't get it. Should probably put the link out there, huh? Let me copy that. <laughs> I forgot to do that while you were talking. There we go. Now the link's right, out while, there. People... While, while, uh, while someone's getting ready to come in here and, and yell at us, I'm going to refill my drink because I am out. So Sounds I'll good. be back in just a minute. to his pants dance in front of you there you go <laughs> i think that's the biggest threat that could be given all right yeah so i mean i i agree with you dog i think we beat that one kind of down but I, I wanted to be very clear about what we said and i felt like some of it had to be said multiple times um i mean if there if there's no there's just no clear way for me to say it Like, I, I get, like, Heathen Dog doesn't want me to review Cosmic Patrol. Man, I loved the idea of Cosmic Patrol until I read the rules. And then found out it was just an impromptu, extemporaneous, uh, uh, I'm sorry, not impromptu, uh, improv, extemporaneous speech, uh, not, oh my god, exercise, there we go. Words, bad. And that's not a role-playing game to me. Yeah, I think there are some dice that could be rolled. I, no, actually, if I remember correctly, in Cosmic Patrol, there are no dice that are rolled. It's just every player takes turn at being the GM at some point or another, and that's that is literally a story <laughs> storytelling game. I feel Fate Core is a storytelling game. I don't know if it actually.
since you do roll dice, is confined to that, but I find that to be a storytelling game, which is why I don't like the fate system. I think Saber Expert hit it right on the head there. And, th and that's the problem, is some people are defining it too tightly. All right, anybody want to come in? Uh, we posted the links in both YouTube and Twitch. You're welcome to come in. You do not have to have a camera. You just have to be able to talk to us, so you don't have to show your, your mugs. But uh, if not, uh, might be ending this fairly soon here. I am okay either way. We definitely just want to give you the chance to come in and say your piece as well. Yeah, it's because... Yeah, I struggled with the two shads here because uh, fate is just a... Uh, or the fudge system, if you want to go back to that. Everything's based on... Your attributes are actually like background traits. And so, if you can somehow make a sentence or so to say how something fits into your background trait, then you get to make a roll. It'd be like, uh, instead of having attributes, you have non-weapon proficiencies, and that's it. And then, if you can... I'll get you to, to you in a second, Nerdy. Um, and uh, if you take those non-weapon proficiencies and make a statement about it, then you get to use it in a roll. Here, because people complain. <laughs> All right, Nerdy, how you doing today? Doing good. How are y'all? Doing wonderfully. What do you got for us? Well, one... Um, something was said in uh, segment one. Um, uh oh, I can't. Well, I can't remember specifically, but it made me think that um, all these social justice warriors, um, they're making the fear. You know, they're making the fears of the satanic panic of the eighties come true. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's what it was. It, it was. It was the 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 people who can't disseminate their character from themselves. Do you remember in the 90s, like, Palladium actually did this. I think it still has it in their books, because I, I know you do the Palladium thing. Mm -hmm. um, it says, you are not your character. Yes. But well, SJWs go that. the opposite route. They absolutely feel they are their characters. And yeah, if you try to separate them... To put themselves into their character's shoes, yep. be as invested, emotionally invested as possible, which is too far. It's too far. You just, you just, you took the ball and you ran off the court with it. And... And that that's that's I think the problem. Yeah, like that's when, that's why whenever I first started getting into uh, role playing games in two uh, thousands, uh, whenever I first started playing, mm -hmm. um, I, I I stayed away from LARP from from the LARPers because yeah. <laughs> I think we all did. Yeah, yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, they, they were they were too far <laughs> into the weeds. They, basically, they were the ones that could not tell reality from fantasy. Well, no, they can tell, but mm -hmm. they get they get personally offended when something imaginary happens that's bad for their imaginary avatar. They get personally in real life offended. And I could never understand why that is, why that happens. I just can't get into the heads of these crackpot idiots. I can't. Uh, I, I, I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you. Um, the, 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 the big the, the, uh, talking much problems. Ooh, the, I'm the not alone. With the... <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, the, the thing with story, uh, people hear story and they, they think that that is what takes precedence. 
So there's, you know, plot armor to the story, not to the character. So in other words, it's going to happen. And I, now that I say it out loud, it's coming out wrong. But their characters are inconsequential to the story. And, well, and that's when people start getting their cackles up. Right, it, right, right. It, but it why am I going to have it? Yes. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Uh, with the with the the story armor, is is the plot armor you're talking about? Like the story must happen, no matter what the characters do. These things will always happen. That is, you're reading a book at that point. Yeah, but and and that way, is bad on the and the DMs yeah, or GM and, side, and just like that the other is one the was game bad on the players. Screwing that one up, right? And then there's the other thing, where where the players have the part armor, but the 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 players are more important than the story. Without these players, that means the story cannot continue. That's a video game. Well, it You're gets so bad it wrong. With, with some of these. And this is, again, I, I generally agree with, with Shadzar. Uh, just not the full uh, presentation down to the nth degree. Where some of these people are like, I want to play this character. For example, let's make it quick. You're playing a world, let's say a second edition AD&D world like Greyhawk. And I'm like, I've got this tiefling character. And you're like, no, there are no tieflings on the world. What do you mean there are tieflings? I'm playing a tiefling. It's my character. I get to play what I want. I'm going to play a tiefling. It's, his backstory is this, that, and the next thing. Blah, blah, blah. Well, nowadays, you're supposed to find a way as a game master to allow me to play a tiefling on that world, or you're the one that's wrong. And that's where I call bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you on that. It's it's the, 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 the game master creates the story, cre creates the world in which the story takes place. Yes. Right. And yeah. that, that means you agree to a certain loss of agency because you cannot break the framework of the world that you agreed to play in. If, right. if you want to play a tiefling and the game master is running a Greyhawk campaign, you go play another game. Yep. That's your, right. that, is, that is the only thing you can do at that point and have any goddamn self-respect. You hmm. get up and you walk away and you find a game where, where a tiefling is welcome. There you go. Have fun. Well, exactly. Uh, the reason why I like doing uh, video game analogies is because of the fact that uh, w when you have a, uh, a set story, it's like that's very much the same way as like a video game designer building a level is that this is what the level is. So if you're playing a game like, say, Gauntlet Dark Legacy, you, the, you know what the levels are because like, this level is a wheat field filled with angry zombie guys. Okay. Yeah, there really is one in Gauntlet Dark Legacy like that. Sure. <laughs> because it's supposed to be an area that was farmland before it was uh, captured by this horrible zombie lord. Right, and, right. And, and now you got a whole bunch of zombie farmers and their wives and children that are now all zombified. And you got dogs and cats and cows. Yeah, all that stuff. I get it. I get it. Backstory. Got it. I mean, but the, the thing with us, though, is that you, you have to, you know, like, like this is the path through it. You don't just get to just like blow a hole in the nearest wall and uh, walk around everything. <laughs> well, Walking Dead has plot armor. Haven't you ever seen that? Every, yeah, yeah. Tell me how many people can make that many headshots constantly all the time. <laughs> well, now, again, again, uh, The Walking Dead, not a role playing game. It is Fair. a story. Right. Exactly. It is a yeah. it's a TV yeah. story. It is a it is a late night soap opera. That's exactly what it is. Now, that that and, is actually one, yeah. one thing with video games that you'll have is 
there is a genre of video games where it's little more than an interactive movie, and yeah. you're not you as the player. Your shall we say reaction time and coordination is a lot less important than which button you click on the screen. Yeah, the, the, those are those are the the uh, Japanese ones. What are they called? Well, you you did one before. Quick time anime uh, QTAs. Quick time, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, is that was QTR QTAs? Quick time animations, whatever they're called. It's like uh, Dirk the Daring. Well, it was a game like that where it's like it's about up oh, this way, up oh, nope this way, nope. No, no, no. no, no, no. no. You're not even talking about that. He's he, he's talking about uh, um, the the uh, uh, story games, the the uh, uh, J Japanese story games. Well, where... I, I was also thinking about you know almost everything ever made by Telltale Games. Oh <laughs> um, yeah, which which should be close to the yeah. Those are quick time uh, quick time whatevers. All right, um, Dirty Ogre, just real quickly, before, uh, did you have anything else? Uh, no. Didn't want to get you no. cut off here, so. All right. Yeah, no. Well, thanks right. for being on here, and I'll uh, we'll talk to you next time. All right, see you later. Later. Shad's our visual novels. Yes, thank you very much. Visual novels. Dr Dr Dragon Slayer well, is the is the quick time one, yeah. But, well, uh, visual the, novels, visual. the problem with them is you have one action every half hour if you're lucky, and yeah, the rest it, is just exactly. reading. Like, oh, it's, my God. It's, it's almost all story and not game. And if, if you want to play a role-playing game like that, then you're playing it wrong. Well, one of the things that the Telltale people did right is that they, they made it so that you at least have the illusion of choice where you're going to no, end up When I save the kid or I let the kid die, the same thing happens. Screw that. <laughs> but it doesn't but you don't necessarily end up at the same endpoint immediately. It, it it might take you like 30 minutes of doing other uh equally pointless decisions before you find out the uh you know that the kid actually died even though you tried to save him. Shadzer, why do you worry about this? Who cares? Well, I, I actually no, 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 it, not, it, not you, Mark Hawkman. I'm, I'm looking at, at Shadzer's comment down here. Like well, what Ch what Shadzer says about choose your own adventure books is exactly the sort of thing I was getting at. Though is that a lot of these games are basically digital versions of choose your own adventure books. Yeah. <laughs> What's my, my only problem with visual novels is you're not really making choices except for once every like half hour or yeah. sometimes less. Yeah. If you're making a choice every minute or two, I'd be okay. But right, like, and and bringing it to bring it back back to back to the role playing game. Uh, story and you know story fiat and player fiat is uh, both of those ideas are wrong and the the whole the whole visual novel as a role playing game is story fiat. Your your decisions are almost meaningless because the story will continue no matter what you do, and then you have the player fiat where the the story is bound to the player. The story revolves around the player the player is in control complete control of what goes on npcs and game master be damned only the player decisions advance the story that's also wrong but literally anything inside the spectrum of both those two radical ideas is fair game is doing it right <laughs> now the, the problem with people when they hear story, they only hear one side. They hear the far, the, 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 the far, I don't want to say right and left because that's political connotation, but the, the far edge of that, of that, which is wrong. But what they don't hear is, yes, there is a story in my role-playing game. They, they, they hear the far edge. They, they don't hear the nuance, which most games exist within. Well, uh, like, for, for example, with going back to the um, gauntlet uh, thing, 
is that uh, people who played the Gauntlet games will know that what is the first thing that you, as a person playing the Gauntlet game, does that affects the story of the in-game universe? Dude, I haven't played Gauntlet since like 1985. I haven't played Gauntlet since like my ColecoVision. I don't know. I don't know what it was. You, ch you choose a character class. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you, you choose one of the four character classes, right. Or well, characters. Okay. Sorry. The, the, the original Gauntlet only had four. Later games made it more interesting. But I think Gauntlet Dark Legacy actually had a total of 17 you could technically play as. Right. But I, I, I get your point. Even in the original Gauntlet where there were only four characters, choosing which character drastically changed the way you play. Because each each character, whether they had a, you know, two, two of the characters had distance attacks. And then there was the dwarf and the and the or the barbarian or whatever that had to get up a close and personal. It drastically changed the the way that that you went through the same level and 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 how you you completed it because of the character choice you made before you even started playing. So yeah, I get that. I get that. Right. And uh, when you you go through the uh, uh, later Gauntlet Dark Legacy game, uh, they made the levels a bit more complicated so that. You know, sometimes you have to, shall we say, make strategic choices uh, when killing everything. Because, yes, you're going to end up killing everything or most of the things uh, before you complete the level. But how you do that might drastic, drastically vary. And in many cases, based not just on what, you, what your character is, but what you as the player like to do. Like, there's this one strategy for dealing with the giant stone golems where this even works as a sorceress. There's a strategy where you can, uh, if you spam them with attacks hard enough, it will slow down their attack animations to the point where they will raise their club in the air like they're going to smash you on the head and then just die before they finish swinging their club. <laughs> now. Okay, bringing it, bringing it back to, to the topic. Uh, the, everything you were describing of a video game is, is wrong for a role-playing game. It has, it has story. It has too much story because the, the story rules everything. The, the, and, I mean, the, there's uh, only so much you can code, let's yeah, be fair. Yeah, the, yeah there, there's, there is a way you can defeat the characters in the dungeon. You can do it differently. You, you can do it di differently again, the same level, but still you must go from A to B and there is no deviation. You cannot end up at C. You can't because you have to go level by level. That's the way the game is built. If you have a role-playing game based on that dynamic, it's not going to be a good game. You have to have a middle ground and the middle ground is where the story, the, 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 uh, the backstory of the world and the backstory of the characters is written in stone. The framework is written in stone. The story going forward is influenced not only by the, by the game master using NPCs and situations, but also by the player's reactions to those situations. That Both of those things together can create an amazing gameplay experience. That's your, that's your wonderful middle ground. Can all game masters and players achieve that? No. Is it sometimes pure luck? Yeah. But if you're shooting for that beautiful golden middle ground, you'll most likely hit a little to the left, a little to the right, 
you're still going to have a good time because you're in the gray area. They are RPGs, Shads are. They absolutely are role-playing games. Now, you can play them as not, which goes to this one. I don't think that most MMOs nowadays are MMORPGs. They used to be. They're not anymore. Now they're just... Because nobody tries to role-play a character or anything. That's one of the reasons why I liked EverQuest. Now I just call them MMOs, not MMORPGs, because I think people took the RPG out of it. But this right here, when you're playing characters with defined personalities, especially the JRPGs, when they have defined personalities, Trails in the Sky, what, what was that one that I streamed starting at the beginning of this year? I, or was it last year? Now I don't remember. I absolutely love that game, and yes, that is a role-playing game. I made decisions as far as computer games go. Is it the same as a tabletop role-playing game? No, it's a different genre, but they're both role-playing games. JRPG, that's why it's got the term. CRPGs are role-playing games as well. They just happen to be in the classic sense. Absolutely are role-playing games, but they're computer role-playing games. You play them differently than tabletop role-playing games. You can't be a pure... That's like saying that if you're playing Madden football, well, you're not actually playing football. Well, you're right. You're not out there smashing each other up with pads and so forth, but you are playing football. You're just playing it in an electron uh, format, a, <laughs> electronic format, if you want to go that way. Uh, you're, you're playing a virtual version of it. It absolutely is still playing Football. It's got the football rules. It's got the football field. It's got all that. You're just doing it without the physicality of it. Yeah, m many aren't. I agree. But, but uh, I mean, it's not a delusion. <laughs> and it's not a dilution either. They're different forms. It's like rock music. My God, how, I, I tell people that I listen to metal. And then when they find out who I listen to and who I don't listen to, they're like, oh, that's not metal. That's actually this type. That's That's goth spiritual punk metal but it's not actually progressive fantasy or folk metal it's like oh my god i don't care it's freaking metal when you define things down so tightly then nothing can ever be there but the one thing you want it to be and it's yeah. already got a name yeah whatever that, it happens that, to be that that is the the big problem with uh with uh playing role-playing games like like bar hawkman's uh video game uh video game example is that if if you define what story is so tightly that nothing fits in it anymore, you just ruined it for everyone. And so you know if if, uh, if 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 your idea of story, the word story means video game rails to you. You you have taken the definition of story and narrowed it so much that nothing fits in it anymore. You're you you're doing your you're doing yourself a disservice. If you expand the idea of what story is, you'll find so many more enjoyable things now fit into your worldview. And you're going to have a better time. And, and some things might not be for you. Not every role-playing game out there is for me. No. But I would still call them role-playing games. And uh, Mark Hockman, do you have anything else to add to this or are you good? No, I, I was just uh, going over the whole thing of, of trying to like, explain what, what I was talking about earlier about how uh, playing through a level in, is kind of sort of like playing through um, a dungeon module in that, you know, you sure. as the player are acting out the story of the uh, level, e even if it's not necessarily defined what the story is. Right. I mean, but uh. if, if, if you're, if you're, if you're doing a D and D module, there's a reason you're there. And, you know, they're, 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 you have an objective, you know, the reason you went in the dungeon in the mm -hmm. first place. Well, un, 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 unlike in Gauntlet, where, where you start off in the dungeon trying to escape, 
there, in in D and D module, for example, there's a reason you went into the dungeon in the first place. You know, you, you could have just said, "No, I ain't going in there," and then the game master would have to do another module, <laughs> have to do another adventure. Yeah, because the player's like, not has, going. Has I ain't going very, in there. It's dark. Very story. Yeah, I get it. All right, I'm going to thank you, Mar Hockman. And uh, yep. So do, 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 do. nobody else. I didn't see anybody else. Oh, somebody just popped. Oh, that was it. Um, all right. I put the link out. I said last call them, but I'll do one more last call. This is the last one we're getting because uh, I went on for a moment. And uh, I want to thank Nerdy Ogre and Mar Hawkman for coming in. You know, since this conversation still seems to be mostly stemming off of number two, and we keep having to redefine it, I might just highlight this all together as segment two. I don't know. We'll see. Then again, it kind of defeats the purpose of... It's it's not miso soup, Shadsar. It's mesothelioma. That's what he has. It's not cancer yet. (laughs) It's asbestos cancer. That's what he's got. Yeah, that's right. Asbestos in the ear cancer. Could use some asbestos in the ear. My sound sound deadening headsets that I have at work, the speaker's dying. Uh Uh-oh. And you can't get any now anymore that are not good ones um, that aren't wireless. And I can't have wireless because I work in classified areas. So I can't replace the damn headset. And Bose oh, wow. and no, nobody else. I can't find anybody that sells good. Right. We're talking a- active. Uh, yeah. I actually have. I, I have the, the, the second generation Bose noise, noise canceling. 235s or whatever it's called. Yeah. Yeah. I, God, I can I buy them from you? <laughs> well, i've had them for years i've 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 re- i've replaced the padding yep twice. same here yeah. i've only replaced mine once i've had i wear mine every single day at work for obvious reasons mm-hmm. uh every single day so i work five days a week and they're on my heads like these thing all almost all day but the right one i have to like tap it and now it's getting to the point where it's like i have to punch it in order for it to work so i'll punch <laughs> myself in the face but yeah, I, I, um, I, I need to replace the, the 235s or something like that. It's whatever the model is for the current ones. But everything's wireless now, and I can't have wireless where I work. Sucks. All right, but you should be able to choose what car you sit in. I, I, I missed what that comment was for. I'm sorry. Were you guys talking about something that nerdies... Well, Nerdy Ogre is talking about, well, I, I can uh, relate that to, you know, a story type adventure where the, 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 the train starts off in Chicago and, and ends in LA. And the thing is, though, you chose to get in the train. That that's basically agreeing to the framework of the world. Right. But you could choose to walk back to the caboose or try to. Pound yeah, on the yeah. Engine, you can choose where you door. want to be in the train, but if you jump off the train, you're literally jumping off the story. You're right. you're and, jumping off of the game. And don't think you got first class tickets, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right, duct tape, hug pillow. It's it's not that the thing is no. The speaker is actually starting to go out, and I'd have to open it up. And I'm not electronically uh, savvy like that to to make that happen, but. All right, I think, uh, hello, Indigo, oh, Indigo Dragon, you came in right oh, as we're about to end it. End? Come on, man. Hey, hey, he made some good comments on our, uh, on our videos, so that's, that's... Okay, well, good enough. He'll, ca- he'll catch, the, catch the replays here. Yep, but uh, uh, the most important thing was, though, he missed the giveaway. 
he did you missed the, you missed the giveaway and if you're on twitch you you uh crafty was uh was uh, throwing uh you know make, making it rain subscriptions again the more i try to leave twitch the more he pulls me back in <laughs> <laughs> all right let's let's go through but i appreciate you being here indigo dragon as normal though uh on tuesday we'll go our segment two which will be a lot about story you'll get you to see me go all type of spastic because it was fun story uh, and player fiat yep yep yes yeah, st story player fiat and segment one will be more best and yes stream last one a game <laughs> yeah you missed it it was great the, the computer is gonna start playing with us now it's gonna be awesome uh, let's get this up on the screen so we can get through this. <laughs> the Streamlabs won a game. Can't argue with that. I'm afraid uh, I can't let you do that, Max. <laughs> <laughs> Come to our Redbubble store. I'm going to put the link into chat. Uh, go ahead and buy some of our stuff if you want to support us in another Hopefully way. Hopefully next week you'll be, you'll be seeing my player agency shirt. Yep, and, and tapestry behind you. And, and, yeah. the, and the Legion of Myth tapestry behind me instead of the sheet. Well, I ordered my stuff before you ordered yours by, I think, a week. And now I suffer through the whole... Uh, uh, European. Yeah, yeah, well, even worse than that, because if it was FedEx or whatever, it'd get here. But I have to do the PCS mail, the military mail. Mm. So, yeah, I have to deal with that. But I think on Monday I'm getting my first order. And then hopefully sometime later in the week I get my second one, which would just be masks. But uh, my shirts aren't coming until my third order, oh. which would be like a week or two. So probably won't be for next one. Anyway, uh, that's our Redbubble store. We've got stuff on here. Again, everything comes in like almost all the formats, shirts, uh, mini skirts, as we like to talk about, stickers. Uh, uh, got some any, things. Any design that you see here that's on a shirt, you can also get on a mug. You, you can yeah. also get on a mouse pad and get on a sticker. You can get on a travel, uh, a travel coffee, thermos, whatever. You know, you, you, you get to choose what you want to put this pattern on and Redbubble will make it for you and ship it to you. You right, know what? Uh, I, I don't think they do pins. Do they do pins? They like do. Actual... I don't I don't always set them up. Um, oh. I only set them up for like the round ones. Like your player agency didn't go on a pin. The yeah, Legion Myth logo did. Oh, good. Good. That, that, hold on. Let me check. Um, I hate this site sometimes. Oh, that's right. Because I have two things here. Should be the one. And then I click down to show all. Show all. Here's the show all. Oh, view this design at 85 plus products. Should be toward the bottom. There's a sticker, Stickers, mouse pads, phone cases, tablet cases, wall art. There, there's my tapestry. <laughs> well, no, that's the small one. I got the big one. But. Can you get Coaster, a shower curtain? Pillows, Come on. Shower curtain. Yep. Hoodies. Masks. There's the pin. There it is. There's the pin. $3. It's, it's one of the big pins, so it's like a campaign pin. It's not yeah, like one of the yeah. little mini things. Yeah, got it. There's the coffee mug, the travel mug. There it is. I'm getting an RPG Digest book, and I think a mug, too. I forget. Look at what my orders were. Anyway, yeah, you can get all those designs. I mean, if there's a design anybody wants to see real quickly, because the show's ending just a touch earlier than the last few have, so if you want to see anything quickly, you let me know. Uh, and... Uh, a great show guys even though i didn't win anything yeah sorry about that hey when we hit three thousand share this share this share this share this share this and also make sure you guys hit that like uh, button as well share this and uh, it's the only way we're gonna get the word out there youtube hates streams okay yeah. youtube hates streams they so love 10 20 and 30 minute formats that's what they yep. do which is one of the reason why uh we're trying to find something to do for more short form content uh 
So by all means, share our, our tier, <laughs> share our segment two videos, even to people you think will hate it. It's funny. Sheriff keeps telling me he doesn't want to show our stuff to like his gaming group because he's scared he's going to get kicked out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I little have exaggerated that comment there, but it's close. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. So also don't forget about uh, Grim, his uh, little charity offering here. I'm going to put this into chat. We showed it at the beginning. If not, you can go to this link that I'm putting in a chat. He's got a video there. It's fundraising uh, for uh, a scholarship for art. So check that out. It's a five-minute video. Like I said, we played it at the beginning of this stream. And uh, see, did he make any money off of it? Art. It's for genre art because uh, he, he feels that genre oh. artists are, uh, well, I... It's true. No, no. What he yeah. says, somebody who's actually in somewhat or used to be in as a graphic artist, graphic art and design is so much more prevalent. That's what people yeah. want to teach. They don't teach fine uh, and fine art. Fine art is taught a lot, too. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, genre type art, not so much. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they, they have a harder time. So we didn't know. convince anybody to give yet, though. Ooh. Sad people. Uh, <laughs> all right. OK, there's the best. I'm never back to everything. There. All right, let's go through our our proclivities, which isn't even the right word, but I say it anyway. And uh, that's not it. Wait, nope. nope. You already know what you're watching. Nope. We're already done with it. Nope. So, oh, nope. There two is, is down here. Nope. It's out of order, man. This is actually number two. I hate that. So, we already gave you our Redbubble store. If you really want to communicate with us, Discord is by far the best place to see Shadzar's rants and get us uh, get yep. a segment two. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding, Shadzar. You know we love you, man. It's just like, uh, uh, was it smashed? He's like, huh. If I'd have known I was going to win something, I wouldn't have been so mean. Well, I'm not looking for an echo chamber. At the same time, you know, be somewhat respectful, but I'm not looking for an echo chamber. If you call me out, I'm going to call you out. That's just the way it's going to be. <laughs> as, as long as the attack or defense is not personal, yeah. it's against an idea mm -hmm. and not against a person, it's fair game. Yep. I mean, we do have not safe for work channels if you want to get really vitriolic, but still the same rule applies. But you can check out our website where the videos go there. Uh, Kelly's talk too much. Yeah. So too much anime, right? Too much uh, cartoony. Which refrigerator art, as I like to call it. You can follow us on Parlor and Twitter. Uh, tw obviously, uh, Twitch and YouTube. We do, uh, if next to Discord, YouTube comments get the next uh, probably influx of yeah, responses. Uh, hit us up on Subscribestar. I think that's where we had actually the highest percentage out of anything other than like when uh, Crafty Direct donates donation. directly. Yeah. Yeah. Which still isn't a hundred percent. No, for some reason not. But everybody's got to get their damn cut. Uh, and we just showed off our gear on Redbubble. By the way, you know, I know we say it a lot. I was told that uh, I'm bad at sign-offs because I don't just sign off. Because to be fair, I want you guys to know that because because I do rant in segment two. You know, me way more than Heathen Dog. I mean, if you're here last week, you saw how crazy I went off on the thing. It was fun as hell. I loved it. To be honest with you, I loved it. And I want to do it again. But, you know, when we rail on somebody like Shadzar today, Shadzar is absolutely welcome in the community. He's welcome on our Discord. Makes me laugh sometimes. I mean, he makes me laugh because people will send me messages about some of the stuff he says, too. But the point is, is no, look, I really appreciate y'all being here. I, I can't say it enough. So that's why I'm bad at sign-offs. Um, like, why am I up in the segment three? Oh, because I, I don't know. One. I, clicked, I meant to click this one. I right. want to thank the people who donate money. Hey, look, Crafty gave out five more subscriptions, which means you all now have access to our private members. Uh, it's getting used a little bit now. Uh, yeah. Private, private member section of Discord. And, uh, hope and, and anyone who posts in there, 
I give their opinion more weight. You know why? Because they paid. Exactly. Well, well somebody paid for them in this hey, case, but we matter. don't care. Where, yeah, we don't care where the money comes from. We don't care where the money comes from. <laughs> it's got your name on it. It's your money. And one of the things I was going to say earlier, but Heaton Dog made me move on, and he was actually right about that, is um, one of the reasons why I'm not too stressed about kind of what happens with the channel while I'm gone for three months or whatever, because uh, it could be three months, is the fact that we really don't make... We, I have to keep a full-time job. <laughs> uh, you know, Heathen Dog, I mean, this, this is kind of bank for him a little bit, but what is this? does this fund anything for you? Uh, your hey, tapestry? The, the, the uh, tapestry and the shirt. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's not like, uh, you know, I mean, we know if we, if we drop off the planet... There are channels that are bigger and so forth. I mean, would we like to make this a career? Yeah, kind of-ish. Um, but it's not like we're making bank on this. I think I showed off one day. Somebody thought we made $500 a month on our YouTube videos. I was like, I wish. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> Did you notice that our that our, our income on our YouTube dropped drastically? Because it no. counted in last time. It counted in uh, Bruce's uh, Super Chat. Oh, really? So I, I, I didn't know. I thought it was just ad money. No, it con counted in the super chat as uh, expected revenue. Like, okay. So yeah, we get less than $40 a month from YouTube. Yep. <laughs> so, and that gets taxed and that even gets spliced out a little bit. So yeah, uh, we're not making money on this. So yeah, if, that's if, what if we were doing a real job and get, getting paid for, for how many hours, especially max for how many hours put in in the original live stream, uh, oh my God. Oh, Max could not pay me. He could not pay me even minimum wage with the amount of hours I'd, I had to put in for a 30 minute segment every week. Oh, he just, ima just imagine how much time I put in uh, on the back yeah, end. Exactly. He couldn't pay himself. Definitely. The only one we could pay is Garthon because he didn't do shit. He just went out, bought a book, read it, and then went on the street. <laughs> All right. He anyway. afford a decent IPA per month. Exactly right. He's not lying. He's not so lying. <laughs> Uh, but we do want to thank all the folks. Thank you again, Crafty, for the don uh, donation. I hope everybody who got a subscription from Crafty does give him a thank you. I saw a couple out there, so it probably happened. I also want to thank our YouTube members and our Super Chatters. I want to thank Subscribestar Backer and Streamlabs and PayPal donations. Uh, we really do appreciate it. We know we give you this content for free, and we're not sitting here, no matter what we say, we're not sitting here going, please pay us, people. No, we're just letting you know kind of like, you know, what the facts are of that. We're still going to keep doing this as long as we enjoy it. I want to thank our awesome viewers, Twitch followers, YouTube subscribers, our chatters and lurkers. Baldahar lurked and got a book. I know, right? Oh. All hail Crafty. There you go. Absolutely. All hail Crafty. Uh, we, we're going to get him on the show at some point when, when he can talk again. We, we have to make sure it's a, it's a show that, that we can use him on. I can't just have him jumping in, taking over the show. It's got to be something that we, you know, we kind of prepare for. But yeah, we're going to get him on here. Yep. He's, he's bought <laughs> his way in. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't want to give to us, uh, go ahead and get. Uh, you can give to the Wounded Warrior Project. You can give to uh, Grim, as I posted uh, his charity. And be sure to check out the friends of our channel, which I've been saying for months that I've got to update, and I haven't yet, mostly because I haven't found good tabletop role-playing game Twitch channels to uh, put in there, other than one, um, and that's actually Bruce's uh, Bruce's partner, and I can't remember his name, G-Rock. Uh, I've got to get him on that list. I followed him recently, so I'll make sure he gets on the list. All right. Um, I think that's it. I have no words of wisdom today other than um, I appreciate you all being here, and I'm literally going to leave it at that and let he right. and Doug sign us out. Okay, everyone. The whole story thing. When you hear the word story, don't panic. Don't panic. Expand what the word storytelling 
in a role-playing game means in your head. And I swear to you, I swear to you, you expand your mind a little bit like that. More of the fun parts of the world are going to fit in your definition of what a story is. You're going to have a better time. You're going to have more games open to you. You're going to have more diverse, uh, organically diverse people and ideas will now fit into your expanded worldview and you are going to have a better time playing. You're going to have a better life living. So please, when you hear the word story, don't panic. There you go.